in a station with more hair, more flair, yet so debonair. Radioinfluence.com. You're ready and you're rocking and I can see my voice. It's great. Everyone, thank you for coming to the uh, the uh, broadcast. Uh, I am so inflicted with the dichotomies of my own infliction. Now, I don't know that means I'm just trying to sound smart. I don't even really speak like that. I kind of talk like this. And then there's some F-bombs coming. (laughs) That is the legal disclaimer right there. (laughs) There's some F-bombs coming. (laughs) Uh, Right at the beginning of a movie, you know, you're watching like, I don't know, Porky's or something. And comes on cable. Hey, man, that's Porky's. Turn it up. Right at the, you know, you know, just before the movie starts, you know. There's some, and and they do it in like a hick voice. So it's like, it's kind of like, you know, Surrey is the voice for your phone. You know, like they take that one voice and that perfect hick voice and they go, and they got like a new rating system for movies and shit. And they, the guy comes down and goes, hope y'all enjoy Parkies. There's some math bombs coming. See? So I can't honestly say for sure if there's F. Uh, you know what? They're right. You know, there's some F-bombs coming. You know. Let me tell you why you're here. You have 210 stories office buildings. We just witnessed some kind of... You don't find a desk. Secondary. secondary. You don't find a chair. Follow-up explosion on the World Trade Center. You don't find a telephone. Some kind of explosion. A lot of smoke come out of the top. 110 stories high. They are no longer there. The building collapsed to dust. 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 This is your last chance. I would ask. After this, there is no turning back. Once all the facts are out. You take the blue pill. For your understanding. The story ends. And for your forgiveness. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. Media is the... You take the red red ...nervous system of a democracy. You stay in Wonderland. If it's not functioning well, the The democracy democracy can't function. function. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. The democracy can't function. The red pill. Take the red pill. You have to let it all go. Favorite things to do in the entire world is to sit here and out on the ledge studios, soon to be moving to the hick country, and get a chance to just put thoughts, info, ideas, media, audio, a a little bit of everything out there, and just watch the listenership just continually, incrementally grow. 
like a, like a good fungus. You know what I mean by a good fungus? Yeah. A dangerous conversation is approaching a number that I wasn't worried about achieving, but it is just keeps showing me that you guys are enjoying the content. And, <clears throat> and there's a little bit of performer in me. Fuck yeah. I did terrestrial radio for a long fucking time. <laughs> So I am drawn to people that entertain me and inform me. Because I can't sit there at some, you know, Harvard University and some person speaking about the, the way the acceleron micron major vasigating device can accelerate the neutrons of the protons, sisters, cousins, uncles, mother. You know that guy? <laughs> Ah. Like, a, you just want to bathe him in electrons. <laughs> Dangerous conversation's always been about, you know what? Yeah, but what if? What if consciousness does survive? No one knows where it exists. Doesn't occupy the brain. There's not a spot in the brain where your movie's playing out. And everybody from... God, neuroscientists to metaphysical preacher teachers to people that understand uh, things like Dr. John Hagelin and the whole quantum mechanics thing and how math, fucking math, is taking us where we need to be. It's like if there's a blueprint to a building and there's something wrong with it, what do you do? You look at that infrastructure of it, and that's really what I've always thought of new media as being. Is what's the foundation built on? Is it built on CNN? Who doesn't? If you listen to this fucking show, you know. You already know that all that shit's been co-opted. And it, during my career, I might add. And as I saw it take place and just see... <laughs> You're one of those thinking dudes. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to work real hard to keep you after the format change. Oh, well. And that reality of it, of the messengers have been purchased. I think most people that listen to DC or... And this is what I'm so excited about. I get, you know, I'm a radio guy. I like doing countdowns. But this is not a... Hang on. Yeah. That intro, for those of you that are new to this show, was built in 2004. I was doing Afternoon Drive, a classic rock station four miles from CENTCOM. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I giggle like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, Clear Channel, I think, has a, ch or, or whatever they were back then. Had a tunnel that probably went all the way over to MacDill Air Force Base. And they, it's like in the movies, you know, you see guys driving Jeeps underground. and you know. <laughs> So I come on with, you know what? Some of the physics of 9-11 are really weird to look at. Oh, no. We don't, we're not concerned about your talent. We're not concerned about your message. Uh, right now, we're more concerned about getting you out of the building. How dare you think for yourself and... You know, we loved it when you were talking about partying and rock concerts and, you know. But the moment uh, Ledge grew a set of balls and a backbone, 
uh, the radio career, the terrestrial radio career, was destined to eventually end. Um, you have a history, you have a past, and no matter how good your chops are, or what kind of ideas or methods or anything you use, none of that matters. So I've decided to leave terrestrial radio. I'm never going to get another paycheck from a terrestrial radio station. After 37 years, with a gap of about 11 months in one spot where I wasn't at least earning some money in radio, I'm going to be taking my skill set, my passion, my connections, and I'm going to be working with uh, Tanya over at Sky Strategic Marketing. Used to work with Tanya at Cox for about a year when I was on between Cowhead and Bubba, or Bubba and Cowhead. And I had done some live remotes for and stuff, and she always, always admired my skill set. And she had always used the word talent and stuff. And, and um, about a month ago, I discover out of the blue, there's a cannabis conference going on. At Saddlebrook, which is about 70 minutes on the highway, north of me. And I'm always, because I was always bummed. I was like, why? Okay, they got another fucking conference. It's in Miami. Oh, this one's in Vegas. This one's in California. Whoopity-doo. Colorado's having one. There's a fucking shocker. Florida, where are the conferences? And all of a sudden, boom, there's a conference. I am like uh, creating a business card. And I'm like, listen, this is where I need to go and network and meet people. And take my skill set. I'm done with terrestrial radio, but my skill set in the media is now going to be used by an industry. And I will represent, and this is what I love. I love waking up in the morning and liking who I am. I'm going to get the opportunity. And you know what? The privilege of representing an actual good group of doctors uh, the business behind it, opening up these places. I've already been to one. This is not a commercial for Tetra Healthcare. This is to let people know this is what I'm going to be doing. I don't care if it's 10 hours a week or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's more of, holy shit, I'm going to get a chance to take what I'm good at and go after something I'm passionate about. And if I make a few bucks, I will. I will. And, but it's more, oh, it's kind of, you know, I just wanted to be part of this industry. And I kept saying, gee, I wonder where you'll fit. And when I went to the cannabis conference, you know, I made up a one sheet and it said, you know, promotions, marketing, sales. Basically, yes, I've been on air, but I've also been in sales meetings. I've also been at live remotes with a guy. And I've been on stage with 25,000 people in front of me. I speak for a living. This is what I do. This is what I've done. And that industry is less interested in people like me. Let's just put it that way. So it's time to take my skill set into another passion. Solar energy a little down the road, by the way. But I got, you know what? I'm going to focus my mind on this for now. This could be a year or two where I only focus on that. Uh, All I'm going to say is I hope you will see me on almost every radio station or hear me on every radio station in the Tampa Bay area, and maybe in Orlando. I'm going to get a chance to let you guys know how, not just how to get your medical marijuana card, like it's some con. No, that's not what this wonderful woman and her vision is about. This is about walking into a place 
that has marble floors, a full staff, a doctor on, examination rooms, explanation charts. I'm walking through the building with her. And it's literally a big chart. You know, like when you go into the vet and they always have the chart and you you know, you're in that little room with the steel thing and you look on the walls and what is heartworm? And over here is why should your cat need uh, vacuuming? Um, and uh, Lily T. <laughs> There's always something. There's that chart. Well, I peeked into one of the first examination rooms and it literally said huge writing. I'm like, even my old fucking fart eyes could see what is THC? Boom. Tetrahydrocannabinol. You know, what is CBN? What is CBD? And I was like, these people are professionals. This is why I want to be part of this business. I'm, I am geeked about some video as I've recently seen on YouTube and Facebook as these growing facilities and true doctors and pharmacists and people that can break down this plant medically and legally be allowed to do it. Watch what happens. It's going to have its own category. It's going to be cannabis pharmacs or something. There'll be a word for it because there'll be so many wonderful derivatives, uh, everything from pain relief. And I'm, you know, I'm not here tonight to, to talk about that side, but of course this is being used recreationally or for people who self-medicate or for people that want to go back and listen to a fucking Zeppelin album with their headphones on. God bless them. Your state of mind, hey, it's your, your responsibility, but it's your fucking choice. Who is it? Some government is allowed to tell you it's okay if you put beer in yourself. It's okay if you smoke cigarettes, but you can't put this in you. Well, that's, that's ending. More and more people will walk around with a shirt with a cannabis leaf on it and not be afraid of some type of shit they'll take at work or, or an argument between an elderly woman who's curious about it and someone who's younger and paranoid and religious or whatever the driving force is. Remember, there's always a force on both sides of an issue and they are either trying to gain ground or not lose ground. And the cannabis argument goes back to reefer fucking madness. You guys know. Preaching to the choir here. But I am now going to be officially involved in this beautiful industry, and I can't wait to constantly bring it to this podcast. It's not just about, you know, hey, you might, you know, I hope Ledge is synonymous with people 10 years from now we're going, oh, yeah, I remember his commercials. Or, oh, yeah, it's the first thing that made me think about not just Tetra Healthcare, but the, and not a day goes by where there's another brand new story about someone either finding a new way to distribute it, safely package it. I mean, it's just the industry. It's like just like watching millions of flowers come through the ground all at the same time. And I'm stoked. I am so stoked to be part of this. I can't wait. I've been waiting on shit to come to me. Solar is the same thing. It's my next hurdle. And I'm, you know, I've got to fuck a couple of contacts. But right now, I don't like doing two things at the same time. Both of them come out half as good. I want to focus on me now being able to say to you guys, oh, there's a brand new study out. There might even be a podcast in the future for my involvement with, with Tanya at Sky Strategic and the folks from THC. It would only focus, and we'll start even on a narrow parameter, only focus on the Florida 
cannabis issue mostly news this week if there's progress being made how you can qualify is there an office near you uh, you know, the two-way conversation where we can bring on one of our doctors and do a call-in show for our patients or people that are worried about, hey, I'm on blood pressure medication. And here's a big thing, and I had to tweet delicately about this the other day. If you're on an SSRI, some type of antidepressant, my first advice to you is if you can get off of it, please do. If you think that's what you want, that's rule one. Rule two is tell your doctor you want to come off of these, and you will be weaned off a very powerful drug. If you come off this shit cold turkey, you're going, uh, you know, I'm not. Look, look at half the fucking gunners that have been accused of, uh, of what we'll call American terrorism, and how many of these fuckers were coming off of. Uh, some type of antidepressant. They just didn't want the gray anymore. They would rather have the highs and the lows. Now, doesn't mean that's what's good for them. But here's what Big Pharma has done. It is now not only designed reasons for them to get on them, and once they're on them, they need them, because it's, I don't know, if you don't have an extreme high and you don't have an extreme low, then I'm sorry, in my opinion, you are missing out on, you know, it's flavor. That's it. And sometimes you got to find a way to get through shit. And some people go spiritual. Some people go religion. Too many people are going big pharma. And cannabis is a reasonable way to transcend. I'm not a doctor, but I do understand how many soldiers were finding relief from the PTSD because they were self-medicating with cannabis. It's the only way they could do it was illegally. And it happened in these many states. But these brave motherfuckers came out and said, you know what? You know what? I had to. Or my daughter needed it for her seizures. And I was living in an illegal state. And I was, you, you think about the fucking. First, I'm sad about it. Then it's, I'm just pissed about the hypocrisy. If it's, you're being denied relief from something in your life medicine, whether it's psychological medicine for anxiety, or whether somehow it's. It's more about bone matter in your knee and your more CBD heavy strains. And I'm watching videos of doctors in lab coats with white face masks on showing people how they're going to make sure every dosage of this specific strain, which is really good for glaucoma now. We've, you know, it's been in the working for six years and we've crossbred and interceded and done all these things without G, uh, GMOing them, inserting a foreign piece of something in, into cannabis. Basically, we're always working within the plant to keep it pure and we're not going to turn it into, oh, yeah, we put some halibut DNA in there. Fuck that shit. And don't don't get me wrong, you're gonna have you're gonna have businesses doing this shit, because you have to remember, anytime a market opens, you're gonna have like the people that are completely on board and really trying to do it right. Then you're gonna have a black market that will always exist. Then you're gonna have the people that want to kind of pervert it one way or another because it'll help them sell something. So this is going. This is not going to happen. This is happening in the cannabis industry right now. And remember, it's got roots in Colorado that are going deep and showing dollars. <laughs> Politicians see dollar signs and like, you know what? I think I'm going to rethink 
my rethinking when it comes to uh, this uh, medicinal plant that I've looked differently on, and I think I might be rethinking. Cha-ching. Oh, he's, like, he's like dollar signs, like he's a cartoon, you know, da-ching. You know, so, you know, and I'm not saying Dr. Gupta didn't, you know, suddenly have ping his epiphany. I'm, just, I'm glad he did. Okay, he started talking sense about this. The medical sense did two big documentaries on it, but uh, I still have trouble thinking he just suddenly one day flip-flopped. I don't see, I want you to change your mind on this, but I don't want you to do it because there's money in it for you. Do some research. 90% of the things I post on Facebook or, or uh, Twitter are first-hand person accounts of how this plant literally was a miracle and a brain tumor kind of thing, or is helping, you know, my daughter with seizures, or, uh, you know, there's a, there's a man with MS that's going around, the video's viral, and just watching him after two hits, two hits, and watching that brain chemistry and everything that takes place that, by the way, I'll never understand. <laughs> I'm never going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the uh, molecule that bonds with the... Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm the cheerleader. Those guys are the actual football players, the chemists, the scientists, the growers that are, you know, oh, I love watching the videos of the grow rooms, controlled environments. You're creating a medicine. You continually produce it the same way over and over. It is a production facility. Treat it respectfully. Treat it like a drug. When people want to question it later on when it comes out in the little vial with the dropper for grandma and they keep testing it over and over and they keep trying to prove that you're not consistent with your product and you just keep going, oh yeah, look at that, chemistry, chemistry, boom, boom, boom. I love, if people don't understand why I love the industry side of what's happening, because most people that are or started as some type of cannabis activist or advocacy type of person started in the subculture, and they don't like seeing anything perverted by big business. So they come in and they look at it that way, and I get it. I'm like, you know what? It's that kind of guy that's going to go, you know what, dude? I was at Woodstock, man. No one talked about weed and money. We shared. It was part of the culture. Bam. That's the subculture. That goes back to the Jamaicans using it in religious rituals and creating a religion based on the euphoria and connection uh, from one-on-one. To what I mean by that is you and the universe to a group full of people all feeling the same vibe and feeling almost a religious a moment with that. That's always going to be... The seed of cannabis. But it was only a matter of time to get it legal so we can have the scientists go, oh, yeah, look at this. By the way, we are close to combining six different. And all of a sudden, he's got this big chart, and we started with this plant. We moved to there. And guess what? This is killing leukemia consistently. Okay? That's my, my local grower going, man, you, you want to announce? Okay? Uh, both worlds are going to exist. I'm just happy that the medicine side of it is going to 
eventually. It won't just be about dollars for politicians and lobbyists and people buying marijuana stock and the business, the business, the business. It's going to be about, holy shit, this shit's effective. People are using it for this. And people, oh, bone density. People with Alzheimer's are seeing uh, dangerous fats around their brain degenerate and, and they're, they're, the memory is coming back. It is stimulating brain growth. And when, yes, science, science. Fucking science. Love it. Nothing backs up an argument better than the math and the chemistry and the first-person narrative. And this is the best part. I'm going to do a little of that tonight about one topic and salute some people I stumbled upon. But it's always going to be about knowledge is power. The more you know, the better off you are. The more you know about a plant, the more you can do with that plant. And next thing you know, maybe we're not wearing fucking pink ribbons in October. I'm not saying it's the cure, but what if it is some of the cures? Could you deal with that? You should. And if you haven't changed your mind about this plan, two things. You're my brother. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> or you're somehow just not privy to information and the word google.com teach yourself learn about it have an educated conversation about it and then hey like me of course I use it recreationally you know why because yeah it works on a lot of things in my life and always has I've already confessed about some of the things that during my professional radio career I wasn't stoned. Stoned to me is unfunctional. That's when you get, you know, probably more of an indica and it's later at night and you don't want to leave the couch and you don't care about the Cheeto dust that's on your fucking chest. <laughs> like, you wipe your face and you have like a big orange smear. You look like Groucho Marx. <sighs> See, that's, that's stoned. Been there a lot. Who hasn't? I'm talking about high, using a sativa, 100% sativa, taking just a, and all of a sudden my brain's going, my ideas are flowing. I happen to be, I don't know, doing a 26-minute monologue right now that I might possibly be under the influence. Who knows? Who doesn't? And then there's some of my friends. It doesn't do that for them. It, it does the opposite. It closes them down. They feel too paranoid. They, they close off socially. It's not for them. They tried it. It's not for them. I'm like, yeah, see? That would be the same as, you know, wine versus beer or, or you know, liquor versus uh, cannabis. Those are the conversations that will always be happening because people enjoy an altered state. They always have. Animals do it. Deer eat rotten apples full of liquor and get hammered. Elephants do it with fruit. Monkeys do it with fruit. The altered state of consciousness isn't exactly new. Dolphins, you know what? This is a good story, too. Dolphins, as smart as they are, realize you can't eat a puffer fish. It's poisonous. It'll kill you. Oh, dude. No, you can't. Seriously. And one guy goes, I bet it, but I didn't eat it. And they go, how do you feel? And he goes, feel fucking great. Holy shit. 
man, can I go back and bite it just one more time? So there's that first dolphin that discovered just a little bit of the toxin from the puffer fish. Yeah. They're all sitting around high. Dolphins, monkeys, deer, elephants, humans. We will always alter our consciousness. It seems that, by the way, this where the best music comes from. It's certainly, we're probably some of, according to Steve Jobs and microdosing on LSD, maybe some of the big blow-up moments in industry came from a bunch of high motherfuckers sitting around in a room. This plant has been around for 15,000 years on our planet, and its sister plant, hemp, of course, we know that history. And we know how it became illegal. Well, guess what? This is about truth. This is why I absolutely am not only very excited about aligning myself with a company to at least maybe not even directly represent them, but do whatever I can with my skill set to help people go to a clean, perfect doctor-like clinic, see, get, get their examination. Maybe they do qualify for a card. Maybe they don't. And watching the people that do go through their process and trying these new legal medications on their ailments. Man, at the end of the day, I'm walking through the kitchen the other day, and you know what that was? I'm going to help make the world a better place. I'm going to make a few bucks. I don't know. Who knows? It's certainly not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is reaching as many people and networking with as many people as I can. Both curious about the industry, wanting to get into the industry, hear a lot from you guys already, to people already in the industry, to people that are projecting for the industry, and not just, you know, when you hear that, you know, industry word over and over again, this is, uh, you know, probably 80% of the people don't even know the history of cannabis, but they want a new job, or they want to get out of us, you know, they want to be part of something. So I don't know, you know, people seek new jobs and especially in what is going to be the green wave why why are you here you'd be surprised i'm going to be doing video tours of grow facilities and interviewing not only the owners but the growers and the workers there and putting together videos part of you know what i plan to do uh for tetra you know the ideas are flowing trust me so this ironically is that was a nice half hour this show isn't about that. This was just to get you up to date of where I am as my man. You know, I'm, you know, I'm Ledge and I'm a podcast guy, but I'm also Scott. And Scott's been patiently waiting for an industry to finally get here in Florida and, you know, do a little bit of networking and have my name remembered by someone I used to work with and go do an interview and do a lot of nodding yes. When everyone's nodding yes, it's a good interview. And... It's, you know, it's not even for long what I'll be doing. Uh, probably most of what you've already heard me talk about, I'll be involved in. You might see me out, like I said, at a seafood fest, at a tent. Manning the tent for eight to ten hours that day and talking to people about, oh, yeah, you know, here's where we are. Here's the ailments, you, you know, your qualifications or, you know, here's the new medicines. Here's our partnering with a new Medical uh, cannabis industry. Remember, the, the, we're at the doctor's side over here where I'm at. Okay? Um, and you know what? I kind of don't want to... Cr- I, 
I'm either going to do one or the other because I don't want that sticky, you know, oh, you know, can you use your contacts? That kind of stuff. I just, I don't think you can serve two masters and be happy in a career. So I, right now I'm on the doctor side. I'm going to learn a lot. I'm going to meet people, going to go to many conferences and uh, other things that happen here in the Gold Coast of Florida, pretty much from Sarasota up to Spring Hill. So that's me up to date. Things are going great. Kelly and I, uh, just exciting things happening for both of us. So uh, we're doing wonderfully. GT's doing very, very well. She's never looked better. Actually, she's on thyroid meds. She's seven and a half now. And the thyroid has done a wonderful job of regulating everything from her and increasing her fur growth like crazy. She has an amazing coat now. Uh, to helping her lose 10 pounds. And she's... You know, she's my buddy. We go everywhere fishing together. I don't care if I'm just running a five-minute errand. She comes in the truck with me. She was there at the beginning of the bottom. No, the bottom took place, and then when I started to slowly climb out of the bottom, then I got her for all the right reasons. So she's doing great. My buddy Richard's son, Perry, gets married Saturday. Can't wait to uh, look at, you know... Richard and see how proud he is and see Perry, the young man he's become. And so uh, all the things in my life are going very well. My granddaughter is beautiful, healthy, happy. She's a little over a month now. Um, Kelly and I have so much going on right now that we're just basically we're going to wait till uh, things slow down and then we're going to go up so I can actually hold my granddaughter. Uh, and I can't wait. But just seeing her on video and having Kristen her or her watch her first gurgles and noises and grunts is even from a far distance. Let me tell you, it's better than not seeing any of it. But I can't wait to hold her. I can't wait. All right, we're going to shift gears. Tonight's show isn't about brand new people to new media. If you know me, you know I am constantly encouraging Want to do a show? Then do it. I don't care if you got 10 listeners. Do they show up every week? Do they like your content? Do you guys now have a little network and you you can go back and forth? Maybe you have a Facebook page with 400 followers and whatever it is you're putting out there, whether it's history about the past or near past or you're kind of like the guys tonight, we're going to salute on the edge of a massive fucking story. Do it. Please do it. Don't worry about how good or bad you are. If you, you're entertaining. All of that comes with time. Chemistry is a work of art, by the way. You put together two or three guys, It's gonna your first ten shows are just get, trying to get your timing and your chemistry down. You might come in with great content, but maybe you're not that entertaining. Later on, not only have you guys done your content ahead of time, you've kind of had a pre-production show before you turn the record on and go, let's talk about this, the... So your show not only is now entertaining and informative, it flows like a motherfucker. Believe me, I, I work in, in in the industry. I can tell if guys and, uh, you know, so um, um, he's, he's maybe just beginning. Maybe he should never get into her or she. But we're not talking about those beginners tonight. We're talking about a group of, I don't know, let me see. By the time we're done counting I'll know specifically. I do have all the YouTube videos queued up. But tonight is about... It's uh, definitely a continuation, obviously, of the Seth Rich story. Okay, that's first and paramount. 
this story is a big story, but I'm probably not going to tell you why it's a big story, because here's why. The next one, two, three, four, Lee Camp would be five. The next five videos are probably all going to fucking tell you that a hundred times. This is a big story, okay? It is. Trust me. This is one of, I know 9-11's big, trust me, but having a series of events happening around another event and having that event exposed as fraudulent has created this amazing kickback of people that either, you know, they lean way right and they hate Hillary or whatever, and these people, hang on a sec, aren't only flocking to the Seth Rich story, but they are following more and more people who are weighing in, and this is why I said, you know, there's media that talks about the deep past, you know, the Egyptians and all the wonderful mysteries and solving that stuff. And then there's people that talk about, you know, the near past, which would probably, for me right now, I'd say, you know, from World War II forward. But there are always people on the cutting edge of a story. That was Woodward and Bernstein with Watergate back when newspapers had a set of balls. Well, they were independently owned back then, most of them, and they weren't co-opted. So now, I think there's a couple ass-chewings coming tonight for the Washington Post. Oh, man, if I just, it, all I have to do is, is play Jimmy Doors, 15 minute. You know what? This is what I'm, I'm, I'm warning you ahead of time. What I normally do when I introduce someone I'm new to or I play some of their video, I normally pick one of their five-minute pieces and I kind of stop and start it. Okay? But you know what? These people are good. They've been doing this a while. They have their own flow. Now, you won't get to see them. And by the way, they are all on video. They, they have, this is from their YouTube video channels. As we, What should we call this show? I don't like the word newbie or new because they're not new. I'm new to them. So what do we call that? Um, I don't know. Attack of the newbies. Ledge. Something like that. I'll figure it out. But um, it goes way, way back to 2004 and me just kind of obviously ushering myself out the door with Clear Channel by doing those segments on 9-11 and the you know big physics uh, bubbles that weren't explainable and everything else. And, and this is way, way back then. I mean, this is early documentaries, zeitgeist and loose change and airplane, uh, in plain sight. And God, there was, and these were like people that are like early to something and no one in the, uh, I mean, you know what? I think a lot of people in the nine 11 truth movement know who David Von Kleist is, or Phil Jahan, or Eric Huffschmid. But I remember these people really early on releasing their own little DVDs. And it doesn't mean everything they were right. I mean, Zyke, I mean Zyke, guys. Um, Loose Change had three wonderful redactions. As they produced Loose Change 2, or whatever it was called, they made sure that they went back and anything that had truly been uh, proven wrong in... And the first one's usually the most speculative when you when you do a documentary like that. And then the next one, they refine their argument. And then the next one, they went to, you know, this is all backed by documents. And, you know, and here's some actual witnesses speaking out and stuff. So the point I'm making is 
every time new media comes out, it'll stumble from time to time. It might say something out loud that it's absolutely not sure of. You know what? I really didn't find it with these specific people. I don't even know. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I have so many tabs queued up in front of me. And there's probably a pecking order that I, I did choose. Let me see here. You know what? I'm, that's a brief one. We're going to start later. That's a little deeper down the hole. That's the lawsuit. Um, this is hard bastard. I dig this dude. This is... Um, God. Well, I better figure out his name by the time I play him. He's fucking awesome on a mic. Uh, Zoon Politicon. Oh, Holly Siegler. So, uh, essentially, and, and my man, H.A. Goodman, with these are all good rants or good smackdowns of people that got in their face and they're kind of answering back without saying names. <laughs> Let's say that one of these guys in a rant tonight, I might play, you know, it's it's 45 minutes long. I'm trying, I don't, when people are good and they're flowing, I don't want to like stop it and go, well, you know, here's what I think about it. I, I don't want to do that. So I might just play these in the long form and medium form and a couple of short form vignettes as they are. This could be one of those podcast that's four and a half hours long because I think all of these people deserve a stage. They already have a stage. There's a couple of these guys, that, you know, I don't even have a YouTube page. Okay. I'm not out there trying to get clicks. Not, not yet. There's too many things going on in my life. When I can get to six shows a month with dangerous conversation and, and four of those being, uh, so, uh, three of those being solo, one of those being with a crew Skyped in old crew guys. And then the next two being uh, DC 101s, where I plan to just, you know, Skype with Lee Camp for 45 minutes. So, you know, I think I was pretty good at that. <laughs> I know I'm being so sarcastic and like, oh, would you pat yourself on the back ledge? <laughs> uh, yes, I became a good interviewer and I'm going to go back to doing that some other time too. So DC has a future. Trust me. Okay. It does. It's never going to disappear, no matter what I'm associated with. If they don't like it, well, then, well, oh, well, I was, wasn't getting rich with you. I I have a tendency to flush out bullshit. I don't care if it's from you over there on the left or you on the right or you're just a, you, know, you, don't, you don't even know what city and city is and you're running for president. You know what? Honestly, if you're not serious about it, you're just, you're a troll. You enjoy Trying to get into arguments. I have a ton of friends that enjoy arguing. DC will have its moments where there's going to be, well, not the one-on-ones, more with the crew, where I want to spice it up. I want to bring people a different opinion in like I was able to do. So that's going to be happening. That's what's happening with DC. But what we're doing tonight, and that's why I said it's going to be a very long show, is I love being able to stumble upon some cool people that have nads, they're usually going after the big story that someone is trying, or the right is trying to ignore. It's like a hound dogs on the left. And of course, in this case, it's the hound dogs on the right are completely sniffing out the DNC lawsuit slash possible connection to Seth Rich's murder slash possible connection to Josh Lucas's murder slash 
And these things are slowly, through dozens of independent journalists. I don't care if this guy does a five, one guy does a five-minute blog, and he's got like 200 listeners or viewers. Someone stumbles upon that, shares that with another person. That person shares it. Next thing you know, that guy's little vlog that he's not too worried about went from 2,000 views to 20,000, you know? That X factor. And that's really what's happening in social media. That's really what kind of what tonight is about is I didn't seek these people out. I didn't even know. And this is not any disrespect. I think you're all fucking awesome. Believe me. I do this for a living. Did it for a living. I know talent. I know content. I know passion. I know sense of humor. I know fuck you goddamn motherfucker. I know that. So tonight, by the way, is it for the kids? It's going to be the, I don't even know what we're going to call this. But, ladies and gentlemen, strap yourself in, and let me find the first one I want to play. I now, see, he's like my cleanup hitter right there. See, he's like batting third, you know, or fourth. Uh, she might be my leadoff girl, but she goes a little deep. She's going into responses, I think. Ooh. You know what? Here's what I think I'm going to do. I think... Honestly, I think Lee Camp is a good leadoff hitter. You know, he's flexible at the plate. Um, if he, you know, if I need him to like lay down a drag bunt, uh, even with an O2 pitch, I can trust that he won't foul it off because the guy's talented. So essentially, what I'm going to say is, I'm going to lead off tonight's. I don't know. We got to think about this show while we're doing it. What's it going to be called? I don't know. I just picture it up in lights. Ah, it's going to be the perfect show. That's what we'll call it. Finally, the perfect. Show. Ooh. Okay. My leadoff hitter with a great piece about the DNC lawsuit. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, batting first, Lee Camp. Camp. Welcome. Welcome. This is Redacted Tonight. I'm Lee Camp. Now let's take the news from behind. There was a new hearing in the lawsuit brought by Bernie Sanders supporters against the Democratic National Committee for rigging the presidential primary. For those of you who aren't uh, up to speed on this, on this topic, I'm going to catch you up in uh, roughly 30 seconds. <laughs> During the primary last year, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the DNC said, we're neutral, we're unbiased, we're impartial, we're definitely not rigging the primary for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> then, Leaked emails came out that showed that Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the DNC were not neutral, not unbiased, not impartial, and were definitely rigging the primary for Hillary Clinton. Imagine my surprise. <laughs> so then, in a class action lawsuit, Bernie Sanders supporters accused the DNC of fraud, negligent misrepresentation, and breaking of fiduciary duties. Fiduciary duties is not something you should try to say when you're talking this fast. <laughs> The DNC's lawyers then fought back in court by saying, first, they have no obligation to actually be impartial or fair. And second, Bernie Sanders supporters who donated to the DNC already knew the DNC was in bed with Hillary. So no one was scammed because everyone already knew the DNC is as fraudulent as a $3 bill. <laughs> Boom! Want some mustard with your ketchup? <laughs> right now, believe it or not, he's looking up. He's, he's a performer who just fucking nailed a routine. It's like when Carlin would just... Believe me, it was all written ahead of time. And, and yeah, there's a teleprompter in front of him. But that bit fucking nailed that. That was great. 
Yes, we found Lee way back in Moments of Clarity, and so glad to see him using his skill set to just keep, you know. Listen, it is, of course it's connected. The DNC lawsuit, in case you haven't heard, is from Bernie supporters who called in and donated money, and it's for $300 million. Oh, yeah. Hang on. $300 million will make you burp. $300 million lawsuit. Uh, Lee, by the way, had the uh, lawyer that's leading that cause on his show. Great interview. We'll get to him later, or he will be mentioned somewhere down the road here, at least once or twice. So, yeah, Lee, uh, Lee Camp doing great. And, of course, yes, the DNC lawsuit. Uh-oh. That's twice. Here we go. Go at the phone. Done. Okay. So, as, as we salute... See, Lee is anything but new, but Lee continually puts out great new stuff. So that's how I'm qualifying him for this. He didn't just kind of like, you know, do a couple good stand-up shows and produce some good stuff and, you know, RT, you know, and the audience grew a little bit and, you know, and he's kind of like maybe just beating the same subjects every, you know, no, this is a guy who's writes his own 10-minute monologue and nails it prior to this performance, by the way. So, these are the kind of talents that if you don't know, I'm sure you do, follow Lee Camp. Um, spread it, man. There's nothing more palatable than hearing bad news while you're laughing. That's really what Shakespeare should have said. <laughs> hey, by the way, that was pretty profound, so you can turn that into a t-shirt. I'll expect uh, 5%. There we go. There we go. All right. That was batting number one. See, you know, see, here's what you want. Okay, Lee's on first, right? What I want right now is just a guy with good back control. Okay, so what he's going to try to do is hit, we're going to get a, um, um, a hit and run going. We're going to get the, the lead camp's going to be leading off of first base, and he's waiting for contact by my boy here batting second to force that ball to the right side. Because if the second baseman is covering the steal, there's a big wide open hole that just got made. And you need a guy with back control to find that pitch, either middle plate or outside of that play. And what do we call it? That's right. Go the other way. That's not what we mean for the perverts in the audience. This is actual. And I'm kind of glad they exist. And by the way, I need to start putting a lot more of their stuff up. They're kind of an American WikiLeaks. And they simply use you know, the Freedom of Information Act to see if they can act, access and publicly put out in public, just like WikiLeaks does, information. Because there are statutes built into everything from the state that anything happened in to the national. And these are the smart lawyers and smart judges and people that, would, that are part of Judicial Watch 24,000 followers. That should be 240. That should be 2.4 million people locked into Judicial Watch. Notice I'm saying that slowly on purpose because that's the speed in which I can communicate at this present moment. Judicial Watch. And see, this is, my, this is why he's coming up second. Okay? This is what we do. 
Uh, this is Tom Fenton, by the way, and he is the president. But this is what you do. I got, you know, Lee Camp's leading off at first. He's leading off at first, and bam. I know a lot of you are asking questions about what Judicial Watch is doing to investigate the controversy surrounding the death of DNC staffer Seth Rich. Well, we filed freedom of information requests to the D.C. Police Department and the D.C. Mayor's Office last week. We have an FBI request pending from last year. And, of course, separately, we are asking questions of the Federal Freedom of Information Act uh, about the DNC hack itself. You can trust Judicial Watch uh, to get to the bottom of this issue, at least ask the questions in a sensible way, and to get the documents directly so that you and the American people can figure out whether or not there needs to be a controversy about this uh, tragic murder or whether there's something more here than meets the eye. But either way, you can't trust the media to do it. You can't trust Congress to do it. But you can trust Judicial Watch to ask the tough questions and demand answers. Bam. Lee's moving on the pitch. Tom Fenton hits the ball to the right side. The second baseman's covering the steal big. We got a hit and run. Lee Camp cuts second base. He's headed for third. Man, I'm first and third. No else. That's offense, baby. So you create offense. Why am I in such a baseball mode tonight? I don't know. I'm definitely going with it, though. It's working. Working. All right, that's a power hitter. Uh, that was my leadoff guy. Don't need you anymore, leadoff guy. Thanks. I know you're in third base. Don't get me wrong. Um, I like this last. He's, I think he's coming up fourth. Yeah. He's going to be my... That's 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 middle middle power. Yep, here's that. Here we get. Yep, yep. Here we go. Holly Siegler, S E E L I G E R. Another one of these great people. She currently has three point three thousand followers on YouTube. And should I just get past it now? So I don't sound like, oh, yeah, who's that old pervert that said you were hot? You know that guy? I don't, I'm ever going to be that guy, okay? I always have to preface. See, that's what happens when you're 56 years old. You just can't go, wow, she's hot. She's going to look at me and go, oh, you're 56? You old, you dirty old bastard. I'm going to be, yeah, that'll be mean. <laughs> So now, you know, I, I have said, you know, there are, I say it both ways. I'm not going to, like, stalk these people. But if someone's, like, a male presenter and I'm like, wow, dude's pretty good looking. I've said that. I'm like, boom. Okay. No big deal, right? Okay. I'm just acknowledging, yes, Holly. Okay. Let's not get a hashtag going. <laughs> Holly's a very attractive young lady. There we go. Now, this is a pretty long blog, but I think she gets about pretty much of what I hope to play for you is at least about halfway through. She does a wonderful job of, I don't know who this uh, idiot is. His name is Tom, T-O-M-K-L-U-D-T, Cludd. I'm Tom Cludden. I'm a media reporter for CNN. And it is my job to look at the people who are actually looking into the Seth Rich uh, murder mystery, possible connection to the DNC, uh, actual, you know, this the people I am talking about tonight. It is my job, Mr. Tom Clunt, uh, is to counter them and release a video on uh, CNN money. 
And they do have uh, 234,000 people clicking on it. So when Tom Clunt gets up there, someone's going to go, yeah? All right there, Goofy. I'll take you on. And her name, batting third in the most potent offense in the... I don't want to joke about it. Okay, I am the performer, but I'm not here to... ever going to joke about someone's murder but we are talking about finding those people or the people connected to those people and so on and so forth this is a huge story hardly anybody know anything about i am not an internet conspiracist but i just saw george webb and he's got by the way there's a reason he's like at the end of my order i've just discovered him but all i'm gonna say is george webb is a dude with some knowledge and some Fucking balls. I don't know who you are, dude. May never meet you, but you and your buddy. Thank you for every post. Thank you for asking questions of cops who should be asking questions but aren't. Thank you for asking questions inside a hospital where some people want to go anonymous when they post some the info. Gee, I wonder why. Normally a doctor comes out and goes, yeah, I had some couple bullet holes and she was, uh, no, 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 no. If it has anything to do with Seth Rich, you're, you're just, let me, it's going good. You're a conspiracy theorist. You live in your mom's basement and you type on your, and no one believes you. You're a tinfoil head. Once you get packed, you know, past people calling you names, it, it is kind of neat. It's kind of like having, like, a super shield, like, if you were a superhero. And, like, you're just, like, people are calling me a conspiracy theorist. Ooh, I'm getting to them. <laughs> I'm getting to them. <laughs> you, get, you get used to it. And I think, I don't know these people. Maybe I run into all these people. Like I said, this show's probably going to go a while because uh, I'm enjoying saluting People I'm just coming to get to know, so we can't call it the show about these people aren't new. There's a guy I'm going to play for. He's got almost 100,000 people watching him. And then again, it's not about numbers. It's just that people still are desperately trying to find a group of truth seekers that don't care if you lean that way. They're all they want. They got one question. What's the fucking truth? Period. That's it. What's the truth? And truth is hard to take, but if you want to change your life, your wife cheated on you, the first thing you got to do is face the fact she cheated on you. Okay, if your government's done you wrong, the first thing you got to do is face the fact the government's fucked you. That's step one. Face it. Then it gets easier. Then you just kind of come and clear down. Like, it's, like matri- it's like Neo being shown the Matrix and going, oh, okay. Now I can remember everything I was told that was bullshit, and now I can start to really see the bullshit, and that's when the ride gets amazing. Because there's nothing better emotionally, and I believe spiritually, than being out on the front of a wave with some really cool cats. Just social justice warriors, independent blog video, I don't care, you know, everybody's got... A name, a handle, where they are, why they do their videos, but son of a bitch, it's awesome! You know, I'm the old school radio guy. 
Never thought I'd see this in 2004 when I was in a lonely place, man. I was on a transmitter, 100,000 watts, but I wasn't allowed to ask questions out loud. I could talk about, you know, hey, Chief Trick's coming to town, and it looks like Tom Petty's going to be... I was allowed to do that all day. I was real good at it. They didn't have a problem with me for 14 years until I started to talk about... Uh, you know, that's not really why we're paying you. You know, when your spiritual journey meets your conscience head-on at 180 miles an hour, and you, you know, call it wake up, you don't, you can't go back. Because you'll be spending 10, 20, 30, 40 years of your life going backwards. So you could go along and get along. <laughs> I don't think that's why I incarnated. It's not a piece of my personality. It's never been a piece of my personality. So I'm going to let Holly, who's batting third... I got people on first and third. Holly's up to show that you can shut down a defense. God, I'm good at this. Just comes to me. <laughs> They're like, you know, I enjoy his podcast, but he seems a little egotistical. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello, Internet. This is Holly Seelger. Welcome to my show, Zoan Politicon, the political animal. So I know a lot of my viewers have been trying to follow all of the new leads and information in the Seth Rich murder, Sean Lucas murder, and everything involving the DNC. There was a man in Florida, Hollywood Beach, that was recently murdered that is tied in with the DNC lawsuit. I will have another video about that topic, but I found this on CNN. They're playing damage control right now and every single media outlet is like there's nothing to see here you guys this is all conspiracy and this video just drove me absolutely nuts so i wanted to do a video response to this because this guy is just a tool i've never heard of this guy tom tom clut from cnn i mean this guy i'm gonna be <laughs> responding to what he has to say because i'm gonna try to point out all the logical fallacies of this and people on facebook some of my friends who work for the DNC or people who worked on VAN, the VAN program during the Bernie Sanders campaign, people who are Bernie people are now like, oh, if you're touting the Seth Rich conspiracy, you're an asshole, i.e. like me, basically, since I'm the only one in my circle of friends who was talking about the Seth Rich case still because everything else is... Uh, you know, all we need to do is focus on Russia right now. That's basically all the news we're allowed to talk about right now. So I want to respond about CNN and all the all the um, fake news that is out trying to play damage control, basically, because the more that they do this, the more that they expose themselves. So I'm not going to play all of it, but I just want to point out how ridiculous CNN is being right now. Breaking news by the hour. Each revelation seemingly drowning out the last. We're reporting from the White House tonight because of the rapidly developing investigation into whether the president tried to shut down an FBI investigation. And another report that the probe has reached a current senior White House official close to the president. But in certain corners of conservative media, it was a very different revelation that was generating all the headlines. First of all, so they keep on saying it's conservative media. Conservative media is, is touting the Seth Rich conspiracy. No, Bernie Sanders supporters are talking about this. 
Seth Rich was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He was on Reddit as Panda for Progress. He was talking to people about starting the Internet Party. He was in communication with Kim.com about the Internet Party. He could see the writing on the wall. Unfortunately, he was also kind of naive and believed that he could change the party from the inside. And because of that, I believe he paid the ultimate price. So I'm just sick of the mainstream news saying that this is a conservative conspiracy because I am not right-leaning. I'm not conservative. I'm a Green Party member. So they should also be talking about all the crazy liberals and progressives, whatever you want to call us, greens, free-thinking people, libertarian, classical liberalists, people who are independent. Majority of Americans are independent now. So it's not just some conservative alt-right talking point. Another Fox News alert, a huge bombshell in the murder of this D.C. DNC staffer. For almost a year now, various conservatives have been latching onto a conspiracy theory surrounding the murder of a young DNC staffer. For them, Seth Rich's murder disproves the entire narrative surrounding Trump and Russia. The problem? It's never been supported by any evidence. In fact, like so many conspiracy theories, when you lay it all out, it's incoherent. It doesn't really make sense. And yet, it persists. So now, the so the people who keep telling me that this is conspiracy, doesn't make any sense, spend a half hour looking at evidence. One half hour. That's, that's my challenge to you. All those people on Facebook, all of my friends who work for the DNC, all the Bernie bros out there, spend one half hour looking at the evidence of the Seth Rich case. Look at the fact that it is a botched robbery, which makes absolutely no sense. Where are the street cameras? Where are the police cameras? Why was Seth Rich's laptop taken if this was a botched robbery? Um, what's going on with the hospitals, all the people who are coming out from the hospital saying that Seth Rich was put into some sort of VIP health section and he was shot with a 22 twice in the back, which they're saying was not necessarily a deadly wound, that he was alive, coherent, and talking, and supposedly he was talking to friends in the ambulance. So there's more witnesses that we don't know about that the mainstream's not reporting on. Just That's just the tip of the iceberg. So, all right, let's just, let's just keep going with... See what I like right there? When, you, <clears throat> when you're passionate about a subject, you'll study it enough. to. Uh, it's kind of like you got two shovels going on. The, the first shovel just starts to bring the story in. You start to connect more dots. You learn who is connected to, do, to who. You kind of see that poster board they always show you on The Sopranos when they show you the guys looking for him and, you know, Tony's at the top, that kind of thing. Who's connected to who? Who's the head honcho? That kind of stuff. But... Then you get into the Can you just discuss it at a bar with someone who's maybe curious? And my point is, know it. Know it. Be able to rip off just off the top of your head, just like she did. Seven or eight anomalies. These are anomalies. And and know it enough where you can send someone to a what you know you, she might send someone to her own website. Uh, I hope to send you know my small listening audience to these guys. If they do that back to me, that's all good. But that's not my karma in this. I, I you know I'm I'm the old school radio guy doing a podcast and absolutely loving so many voices, so many opinions, so much information flowing. 
good luck stopping this, uh, you know, big brother, whatever. It's impossible. Though, George Webb, who is one of my power hitters, if not the best power hitter on my team, just reported that his YouTube page uh, was shut down. Hmm. There's a glitch in the Matrix. They're changing something. (laughs) I know. All right, uh, Holly, good job. Right off the top of her head, she's just like, oh, yeah? Then why this? Oh, and how come? And that's like, that's a person who's not only looked into it, but knows it enough where they don't have to even glance down on a notepaper to say something back. And that's when you're out the country club or you're out on your bike with your friends and you're touring and and it comes up. And all of a sudden, you know this and that and this and that. I don't care who that person is. They're going to pretend, oh, yeah, you're full of shit, man. You're just a conspiracy theorist. You know what they're going to do? They're going to finish their ride with you. They're going to go home. They're going to get online. They're going to look at everything you fucking said to them. You plant a seed by knowing enough about it. You don't get into an argument about it. The best way to plant seeds is do what she just did. Ask questions. Oh, yeah? Then why? Yeah. Okay, and how come? Well, if this person said this, then this has been proven by... I mean, podcasts are great, and the video stuff that's going viral. She's got 14,000 views on this. Not 14 million, not even 140,000. But you know what matters? Is she is barking back at CNN and going, oh, yeah, geek, I got you. I'm going to punk you. I'm going to punk you. Let's do a little bit more. Let's call this part two a Holly. This, bro. question is this. Will the Seth Rich lie ever disappear? Let's start from the beginning. Last July, Seth Rich, a 27-year-old staffer from the DNC, was found dead in a Washington, D.C. neighborhood. The police say that the evidence suggests that Rich was killed as a result of a botched robbery, and the murder remains unsolved. Okay, so the evidence that it was a botched robbery was that his cell phone was still on his person, his wallet was still on his person, his watch was still on his person. Supposedly he was also wearing a gold chain, and that was also not taken. So what sort of evidence proves that this was a robbery or a botched robbery? Long after, though, Rich's death became the center of a conspiracy theory. Now, keep in mind, this happened in the middle of the 2016 presidential campaign an election that was driven in part by WikiLeaks disclosures of emails from top Democratic officials. Hillary Clinton and the Democrats blamed the Russians for the leaks, and they slammed Trump for being a bit too comfortable with the alleged metal. The cyber attack... Okay, so he just said it was a leak. Um, If it was Russia who did it, it would be a hack, right? A leak is when someone has access to the information already. Like, for instance, if they were a DNC staffer, if they were in charge of voter outreach, just like Seth Rich, if he had access to information about the DNC primaries, yes, that would be a leak. If it was the Russians, then it would be a hack. So let's let's keep our terms straight here if we can. Come from the Honestly, she's doing it so politely. And she's looking at the camera, by the way. Every one of her answers, she looks right at the camera. You know why? She don't need notes. She knows the fucking truth. She knows what it is. And she's nailing it. So uh, follow her at Zoon, capital Z-O-O-N, Politicon with a K, not a C. Okay? 
uh, with, and then Holly, two L's, Siegler, uh, S-E-E. Highest levels. I'm sorry, S-E-E-L-I-G-E-R. I'm sure she's on Twitter. I'm trying to track these people down and follow them myself because, to me, they're, um, I don't know, I think maybe Webb's the tip of the spear, but there are so many people looking at it. This is a huge story. This isn't just about who killed Seth. It's about why he might have been killed connected to bigger story, connected to bigger story, connected to story that shoots down a massive story. This is... If someone, you know... Keeping notes and writing it all down. I don't want to worry about book rights and someone's murder. But you know what I'm saying is, you want an intriguing story, you should start following this. But a lot of you on the left won't. Because, uh, you know, Hillary was your girl and, you know, we should just put that to bed. We know they cheated, you know, like, whatever. You know what? You don't really think democracy exists, do you? Yeah? Well, guess what? Bernie supporters did. How'd they end up? Oh, Debbie, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Down in Brazil. Essentially doing things. Podesta, Clinton. All right, what do we need to do to derail Bernie? This is people within the group that says, hey, we're all about democracy. Vote for this person or this person. We just want to make sure it's fair and equal. <laughs> oh, my God. You must be just gagging on your own barf in your own throat from the fucking asshat, completely stupid decision-making life of yours. Oh, I'm going to move to D.C. and I'm going to become part of a political party and I'm going to move up. I mean, I'm going to move up. Man, and I got this job. And the next thing you know, you're like, holy shit, I am part of a crap storm. Oh, well, I'm doing well. I'm making some good money, making some contacts. Hey, I might be a representative in 10 years. Who knows? You're like sucked into the Matrix and you don't even fucking get it. Oh, no, I work for the government, man. Well, you know, yeah, well... <clears throat> Okay. None of the people I'm playing tonight work for the government. But they have an uncanny knack of calling out the fucktards that are working in the government. It was a month after the murder when the conspiracy theory was amplified by Julian Assange, who implied that Rich was a source for WikiLeaks. We're not saying that Tetris necessarily is connected to our publications. That's something that has to be established. After that, you could find mentions of Seth Rich on Trump's subreddits and 4chan, the darker corners of the web. But it- Ooh, the dark corners of the web. So is this guy is uh, is this guy implying that Julian Assange is not a reliable source? That's also what I'm wondering about. Is WikiLeaks not a reliable source? If it's not, if it's not real, then prove that his emails. Prove that the Podesta emails, the DNC primary emails, the Clinton Foundation emails are all fake. They can't do that. In fact, people like Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Donna Brazil were fired because of this information. Never really achieved mainstream attention until now. 
A new figure emerged claiming that Seth Rich had been in contact with WikiLeaks before he died. Yeah. You know, connect the dots here. It's starting to all come together. It was this guy, Rod Wheeler, a private investigator and Fox News contributor who quickly walked back that claim. But that didn't stop Sean Hannity. So Rod Wheeler, um, there's new information. H.A. Goodman has reported on this, and so has George Webb. And it's the fact that Rod Wheeler supposedly signed some information, signed a uh, signed a document saying that he would not investigate Seth Rich's connection to WikiLeaks. Um, I'm going to do some more research on that, but Rod Wheeler, he broke his promise, if that's, if that's the truth, and he did reveal that he thought Seth Rich was involved with WikiLeaks. And let's be specific here, there are four different leaks that happened. Very important here. And the one, you know, I remembered three out of four. I was thinking to myself, all right, is that one? I, there's, there's one I didn't remember, or it wasn't covered enough, or I wasn't curious about it. But here we go. With the DNC during the uh, presidential election. So there, there was like the uh, October leaks. I think it was uh, Vault, Vault 7. Correct me if I'm wrong. There were the DNC primary leaks which uh, most of us believe that Seth Rich is the one who leaked that because he was actually alive when that information was put out. But then there's also the Clinton Foundation leaks, and um, there's another, the Podesta leaks. And George Webb believes that Eric Braverman is probably the one who put out that information. George Webb, who I've only stumbled upon recently... You notice how people that are, like I said, they're out in front of this wave and they're cutting it. They know each other already. And they, um, I'm sure they vet each other or remind each other, you know, that's not substantiated yet. Can't say it this way. You know, we want some credibility here as we kind of take our big-ass machete of truth and cut through the forest of lies. Yes. All right, here we go. Because he had access to that information. Lena Assange and countless online trolls from hiding the conspiracy at every opportunity. The unsolved murder of former DNC staffer Seth Rich continues to get a huge amount of attention. But let's just pause for a moment to dissect this. Even if Seth Rich leaked DNC emails to WikiLeaks, of which there's no proof, by the way, the rest of the conspiracy theory still doesn't really make sense. Okay. Just remember what he said there. Even if... (laughs) It always happens when you know you're wrong in an argument and you're about, instead of going from I'm right, I'm right, I'm right to I'm wrong, right? There's even if, I'm sorry, but even if exists in the middle of I'm right and I'm wrong. So you're like, oh yeah, back and forth, you know, listen, dude, I got a hundred bucks. It says, and all of a sudden you go like, even if you're right, (laughs) it's like time to shut it down right there. And just go, you know what? All right, maybe you're right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Even if, then you go to, oh, maybe. And then all of a sudden you get all the way back to, uh, oh, yeah. You know, I've been known to be wrong before, okay? <laughs> you know, like there's five stages of grief. There should be the five stages of, I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> I love it when I make myself laugh. Okay, I got to back it up just 
so we can kind of pick up on what she was saying there, uh, specifically what he was saying. Here we go. Had access to that information. Lena Assange and countless online trolls from hiding the conspiracy at every opportunity. The unsolved murder of former DNC staffer Seth Rich continues to get a... Sean Hannity and, you know... I woke up in 2004, and he was all about bombing brown people back then. So I'm just going to say I'm not a fan of anybody anymore. What I've learned is there might be a tidbit from Rachel Maddow. There might be a tidbit from uh, Alex Jones. There there might be a tidbit from these wonderful uh, younger people I'm uh, saluting tonight. And what we're going to, I don't know, I don't even know what we're going to call this podcast, but uh, it's going to be one I'm very proud of because I want to give them enough of their stage to do their thing. But it is really cool to see people be able to shoot down. Basically, what will happen is, uh, you know, he ends up on Hannity. He says one thing that is definitely not provable because it's a source. They go after him after that. They set that up. Then they ask him, oh, so you don't have evidence of that? And he'll say, like, well, I said I have a source who's seen the evidence. And that's where they'll create the wedges. And they do the same thing with any argument, any day, all the time. These people are paid to do this, by the way. You know, they it's like, okay, how do we shut this down? The same guys that did Wag the Dog, the movie, you know, like De Niro and Hoffman. There are people like that that exist for real. Uh, oh, we work in a spin control. <laughs> no, motherfucker, you're a professional liar. That's what you do. That's all you do. You get paid well. No one really knows who you are. You get to hang out. Be all powerful and shit. Be creative. Ooh, I'm creative. I just created a fake video that's going to make people hate Muslims more. Yeah, that's me. Woohoo, career's taking off now. Fuck you. Seriously. So the people like this, I don't know, redheaded whatever he is, uh, going up against my girl Holly here, they like to throw, what they do is they'll throw a piece of Sean Hannity saying, well, uh, we're not going to cover this, or we've retracted, okay? Sean Hannity may, and, you know, I, I'm not a Fox News fan. Yeah, yeah, I get it, okay? In this case, the only national media television personality that mentioned the Seth Rich case is this guy. So, of course, I'm going to do, like, you know, Scooby-Doo. And I'm I'm like, Hannity? I'm not a big fan. Let's see what's going on. And that's what they'll do. They'll take a piece of Sean. They'll take a piece of uh, Private Investigator. But, um, and then there's people like Holly. I'm going to let her, you know what? Let's let her roll. She does a great job of wrapping this all up. And we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Huge amount of attention. Let's just pause for a moment to dissect this. Even if Seth Rich leaked DNC emails to WikiLeaks, of which there's no proof, by the way, the rest of the conspiracy theory still doesn't really make sense. Here's Brad Bauman, a spokesman for the Rich family. Brad Bauman, the DNC-trained official crisis controller, crisis management for the DNC, who was so, so um, empathetically appointed to the Seth Rich family by the DNC. So, as I pointed out before, the DNC didn't offer a twenty thousand reward, twenty thousand dollar reward for information about Seth Rich. They didn't take out a billboard. They didn't 
try to go after who were the robbers at all. No, they they appoint Seth Bauman, a DNC crisis management PR consultant, to speak for the Seth Rich family. His job was not in any way, shape, or form related to IT. He never Sorry, guys. Remember I was talking about professional liars? Do you think they, like, meet secretly? Like, uh, they got, like, a handshake that's, I don't know, it's like, it's like, it's like they they fart, cup their hand behind it, and pretend to sniff it, and that's like, and then they shake hands. I'm a, what do you do? I'm a professional liar. Holy shit, so am I. Isn't it great? All we have to do is lie. From 10 years old, when I was, like, my first lie when I was six, I got the shit kicked out of me, and my dad hated liars, and my mom hated liars, and I grew up just wanting to lie. I just want to lie. I want to be able to lie. The music starts. These fucks. They can literally look at a camera and just make bullshit up out of thin air. And you know, you know what? You could do well in government, young man. That's right. I'm telling you, I've seen it in you. Yes, the other day when you were lying to your girlfriend on the phone, that was inspirational. It reminded me why I got into, into the professional lying business 50 years ago. You're going places, kid. You're going places. This town needs more liars like you. I'm sorry I'm a little misty, but it's just so good to see, you know, everything moving forward. That's all I'm saying. Controller, crisis management for the DNC, who was so, so um, empathetically appointed to the Seth Rich family by the DNC. So, as I pointed out before, the DNC didn't... Michael Clayton, not the ball player, George Clooney, he's a cleaner. Harvey Keitel played cleaners in two movies. And that's physical evidence kind of cleaning. You don't think that a powerful organization like the DNC has got some... Uh-oh, we got some foot... Looks at We got all the... Holy shit. Time to go out and spin control. Oh, he's a spin doctor. They don't call him liars anymore. What do you do, man? I'm a liar. No, no, no. You can't say liar. Dude, you're going to get a job? You used to work in the agency. Now you got to go out in the real world and make a job and you and get a job and you go, what do you used to do uh, there, <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Mr. CNN uh, representative? I, you know, I used to lie. Really? Um, I see several accommodations for, you know, he's uh, very nice. But see, out here in the real world, uh, we prefer not to lie. That's right. That's how we've built our own business here. Uh, so big by being honest with people and giving them a solid uh, pro- uh, product. Imagine, like, if you got kicked out of the lying, uh, you know, and you, like, you don't get to be like a, uh, what do they call them? Crisis actor or whatever it is. And then and you're like, you're sitting on the outside looking in going, man, I just want to go back and lie a little bit, man. Miss it. I got to tell the truth out here. I'm getting my ass kicked. Sucks. Fuck this truth shit. I want to go home. <laughs> Can we stop filming? <laughs> Thank you. Offer a 20000 reward 
$20,000 reward for information about Seth Rich. They didn't take out a billboard. They didn't try to go after who were the robbers at all. No, they, they appoint Seth Bauman, a DNC crisis management PR consultant, to speak for the Seth Rich family. His job was not in any way, shape, or form related to IT. He never would Lie. have had access to emails that the DNC had. Lie. He never would have had access to the DCCC, who was also hacked at the same time. Lie. He would have never had information or access to John Podesta's emails. That's just not what Lie. he did for a living. Okay, then. So, we got two, uh, remember, we're on two stories here. Right now, we are curious about professional liars. That guy? Did he, did he even go and, uh, uh, no. He was like, here's a lie. Boom, boom, boom. Here's a lie. Boom, 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 boom. Here's another lie. Boom, 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 boom. Rhythm. The good ones have a rhythm to them. They never seem like they're searching for an answer. They just hammer you with it. And that's how you get to be a professional spokesperson in government. Are you a good bullshitter? Yeah. Well, get on the bull. Let's see if we can turn the bullshitter up to seven, because you're gonna be naked this day. This ain't some local Congress boy. This is DC. We need some real bullshitters here. Woohoo! Hey, DC bullshitters for life. Give me the handshake. Oh, love you, brother. Love you. No. So we're not saying that Seth Rich leaked those emails. We're saying that most likely since he was actually alive during this time, he put out the DNC primary information. And we believe that uh, probably, well, according to George Webb, he was probably inspired to do so with Sean Lucas after the very obvious Nevada primary rigging and the fact that there were undercover people throwing chairs and being... Remember that was early on, trying to make Bernie look bad on... TV reports this, uh, you know, that's early on in the primaries. Violent and blaming the Bernie Sanders people, and then they had to backtrack on that. Conspiracy theories have festered for years because they're a magic solution. Think of them like a lottery ticket, where the grand prize is getting rid of a political adversary or perhaps an unflattering story. And we've seen this script play out before. Let's go back to the 90s, in the case of Vince Foster. Vince Foster <laughs> was a close friend of the Clintons. I'm sorry, I can't, I don't mean to laugh, like, if you know. know anything about Vince Foster, like, they're the ones who are digging themselves a hole right now, like, why are you guys bringing up Vince Foster? You're only making this even worse, you're tying this into the over 90 people who have had mysterious deaths connected <laughs> to the Clintons no. since they were in Arkansas, like, this is insane, like, they're already preempting the fact that, uh, yes, the Clinton kill count goes back decades and decades now. And these mafia tactics of people being offed in very, very mysterious ways have been going on for a long time. So I can't believe that they're bringing up Vince Foster right now. Like, they're digging themselves into this greater hole, and now they have to try to... They're going to put this, like, kid in charge of trying to debunk all of this. Like, look, at, watch the Mina connection. Like, there's literally hundreds of hours about... This evidence connecting the Clintons to Vince Foster to all of these deaths that have been going on for decades, like I said, going back to when when Bill Clinton was governor of Arkansas. Okay. She's 100% right. It is kind of funny. If you're trying to disprove a conspiracy, you don't bring up another one. 
Okay. Red, I don't know who your acting coach is, but you could have been. You, you know that teleprompter that went and it said, take Vince Foster, for example, and your mind read that for the first time in rehearsals, and you go, and your mind went, dude, don't bring up Vince fucking Foster. What are you doing? What are you doing? All right, you're suicidal. You're just getting into this business, man. You're going to have your own closet soon, and you won't have to wash the boss's car, and people are talking about maybe a blog, maybe video every day here at CNN where we just groom our propagandists with a golden tooth comb. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I... I have to bring it up. If there's a guy at CNN, okay, who writes for CNNMoney.com, and he has to write a script for this redheaded guy. Basically, maybe the redheaded guy don't give a fuck, and he's just trying to sell the lie. Just can call him, you know, hey, I was an Annie in high school, and I thought I was pretty good. All right, kid, you're hired. <laughs> Damn. But the person that actually goes to them and goes, all right, uh, here's your script. Learn it really well. And then in the script, the guy who's writing the script works at CNN, but he's like, fuck this place. This place sucks. They're constantly lying. My friends hate it. I hate it. Fuck fucking CNN. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, what if I start? And this brings me back to Pravda, the way Russians used to talk about Pravda. What if we start just sending people to sites they shouldn't be at? You know, you're talking, yeah, Seth Richard. Well, what about Vince Foster? And people, you know, right? This is a bunch of 18 year olds watching this video because she's, all right, she's a hot redhead, okay? And they're going, who's Vince Foster, man? Oh, I wasn't even born then. And all of a sudden they go, Google Vince Foster. Bam. And they learn more. So I have a theory that there are still really good-hearted people that work in media, and sometimes what they'll do is drop the conspiracy theory name on you real quick because then you get all defensive, and then you look at what they're saying, and then maybe people that are borderline, and they're like, I don't know what's going on. The conspiracy, they says, oh, yeah, and who's, who's Vince Foster? Bam! Connection. You think about it. Was born in 61, Kennedy was killed in 63, and I didn't give a flying fuck about it till about the late 90s. Well, Vince Foster happened pretty early if you're 15, 18, 20, 22, 20, 25. You you were like, you know, playing with your whatever you were playing with. Maybe your dick, maybe your, you know, vagina. Maybe you're playing with uh boy toys, girl toys. Yeah. Doesn't matter. This Clinton family thing <laughs> makes Sopranos look like pussies. <laughs> Seriously, it does. All you got to do is follow. Get on it. So uh, I think that's where we're going to stop with our, by the way, she batted third. Now, she did fly deep um, to right field for an out, but a run scored. Lee Camp scores from third on the tag. And uh, I think I need a power hitter. You know, I got, I got, I got ducks on the pond. I got a duck on the pond, and what I need to do here is I need somebody that can drive the ball. I got a man on first with an out, and I'm thinking to myself, 
Who's this H.A. Goodman guy? Now, H.A. Goodman, the first time you hear that, I'm like, dude, they sounds like they make ice cream, right? Boom. Just, you know, first thought, H.A. Goodman. Uh, tires? Okay. Um, H.A. Goodman. Um, I... I picture like nurseries and people that will do you right and grow you the beautiful shrubs. H.A. Goodman stands behind their work. And uh, in uh, what I should probably end up calling this megacast, the look who I've stumbled upon. Ooh, that's good. Look who I've stumbled upon. Because, remember, I know that was a little gross. It was like a gross burp. The the people I'm kind of trying to feature tonight are amazing, driven, eh, some lean a little right, some definitely do. You can tell by how much they'll like, if they talk about the DNC lawsuit and they're just, just absolutely just just slaying liberal thought or, 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 yeah, you know, going after the, what's wrong in the party, okay, versus what, you know, maybe a good progressive agenda and that kind of stuff exists. So they do lean one way or the other. But I think it's kind of like, you know, you got to step up to the plate. Sometimes the pitch is high and inside. Sometimes the pitch is down low. Sometimes it's a breaking ball around your eyebrows. Sometimes you got to be adaptable. And the best way to do that is to try to be as less partisan as possible. Some of the best hitters in baseball didn't have a dead pull swing. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs made a living off the left field wall in Fenway by simply going on an outside pitch and just basically almost bunting it hard. Rod Carew. I mean, we're talking people that were pushing 400 as a batting average and the thing that's most difficult to do. The point I'm making is they were able to work with every pitch. And I think this is why I'm going with the baseball theme tonight is not ever anybody really here I I got a huge lean from. Like, oh, you can definitely tell this guy leans this way or this this woman leans that way. Oh, shit, there's one I forgot, I think. So when I get into playing this one, I need to go find her. Excuse me while my mind rotates during the middle of a show. But H.A. Uh, Goodman seems like a cool cat. Honestly does. You can tell the arc. You can tell the intellect. You can tell that people are looking into backgrounds when they can, off the top of their head, give you a storyline, names, faces, dates. These are people that are involved in our government. I mean, they're not in it, thank God, probably, but they're watching it. Sure, we all got motives. And, you know, like I said earlier, you want to fix something? Hey, Doc, I got a big pussy thing here. Well, we got to cut that open. See what's in there. Doc, I don't know. Well, we got to get all that nastiness that's inside there out into the light so we can see it. You know, the dark thing. Well, there's a lot of people that are just now being able to find avenues to get to the dark. So here we go, kids. Who is that? Uh, trying to remember who my runner is on first base. It is, pardon me, kids, I'm thinking back into the timeline, it is my guys from Judicial Watch uh, on first base, one out, stepping to the plate, a man who has no problem introducing himself. You can tell it's memorized. He's associated with traditional media, 
additional media, alternative media, and of course his own strong podcast, climbing up the charts to 76,000 followers. Way to make a dent, dude. This is awesome. Please welcome H.A. Goodman, batting fourth. Goodman. Goodman. My name is H.A. Goodman, and I'm an author, columnist, and journalist. And to read all my writing, you can go to counterpropa.com and the writing of amazing journalists like Zach Haller and Caitlin Johnston. Um, go to counterpropa.com to support this YouTube channel. Go to my Patreon link below. I am going to just give a message to everyone who thinks the Seth Rich, that who thinks that discussing or investigating or trying to find out more evidence regarding the Seth Rich murder is a conspiracy theorist. And this is a profanity warning. <laughs> I love that. Do you think I'm going to ever let you fuckers go, oh, by the way, that bomb's coming. Uh, fuck you. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, if I'm pitching, you don't know what pitch is coming. So what happens is if you come from, if you lean one way and you lean the other, you start getting email and feedback. I just wish you wouldn't swear or I like your stuff, but, you know, there's always a, uh, I'm going to overthink it and not be myself. That's what you learn later in life. So he's got this great little sarcastic grin and he goes, there's, there's going to be some profanity. <laughs> I fucking love that. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna give you three seconds. If your kid's on your lap right now, you know, and you're in your den, and you're on your laptop, and you're watching my report, he's like, you better get Junior to some safe territory. There's gonna be a shelling. <laughs> ah, uh, my mind's on. Uh, my mind's on full throttle. Here we go, HA. Case. You don't like profanity, I might be using some. <laughs> so for people like David Pakman, yeah, that's him right now. No, it's not. Uh, for people like David Pakman and the Young Turks and the Washington Post and CNN and BuzzFeed and fucking Gizmodo and all these neoliberal Hillary Clinton worshipping Trump-hating crybabies who did everything possible to elect Clinton by saying, oh, we're, we're for Trump, oh, we're for Bernie, we love Bernie. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bernie was cheated. Okay, okay. Hillary, must vote Hillary, must, you must vote. And then where did the pragmatism lead? Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny is I do that too, you know, where he takes like the entire story of Bernie and how he's gotten derailed, and how Hillary got the nomination, and then he says, oh, must follow Hillary, right? you got to be united. He did that in what we call the quick condense of a story. See if I can demonstrate. I will go to, let's say, trying to think of something I know really well off the top of my head. Hey, 9-11. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, you've been told that a whole bunch of hydrodad gaggers uh, uh, took over the uh, thing. Uh, oh, that was horrible. Let me try it again. Do I get a second? That's strike one. Okay. So you were told a bunch of hijackers took over planes, crashed them. Hmm. Where were they from? Hmm. Where'd the money flow to them from? Hmm. What was their history of them being here? And uh, how would it tie to their religion? Hmm. 
What happened that day when it came to our Air Force uh, shooting down things? Hmm. And now I need to go faster. And I'm like, so basically we've been told that uh, four, three buildings uh, exceeded or at least got close to the speed of free fall. And uh, the science isn't adding up. And uh, people are coming forward. And it is hard to take an entire topic like he just did. Of DNC, lawsuit, Hillary, Bernie, what happened? <laughs> Should we go back? I need to revisit that and salute it again. Hey, this is fucking talent. Listen closely. Love you, dude. I'm not, bust, I'm not busting on you, man. This is fun. It's good. Crybabies. Here we go. Who did everything possible to elect Clinton by saying, oh, we're, we're for Trump. Oh, we're for Bernie. We love Bernie. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bernie was cheated. Okay, okay. Hillary, must vote. Hillary, must. You must vote. And See that? Because if you know the story, you know he hit on the topics. But he did it in like five seconds. That's awesome. I salute you, AJ. You got some chops in this uh, industry of uh, video production and presentation. All right, I'm going to let you heat up here because believe me, he does. And we'll be back in a little while. And then, where did the pragmatism lead? Yeah, lesser evil didn't work. So you should have drawn a line in the sand. It's a whole other discussion. Forget about that. Number one, Kim.com has evidence. I state that in my RT appearance. Please share that. It is below. I heard David Pakman had a problem with my RT appearance. I don't know if that's true. But if he did, I will be addressing uh, his issue with my RT appearance. Believe me. Believe me. But Kim.com has evidence that Seth Rich was the WikiLeaks source, that he worked with WikiLeaks. He's willing to testify in Congress under oath. What the fuck are you afraid of? David Pakman, uh, Oliver Darcy, um, Dave Weigel, uh, the Gizmodo people, the fucking Gizmodo people. What are you afraid of? What the fuck are you afraid of? Oh, I'm almost certainly uh, baloney. Well, if it's almost certainly, it's almost certainly. It's not certain, like the NSA with the fucking DNC uh, servers. Do you think people like David Pakman, or do you think people um, at the Young Turks or uh, Washington Post know that the DNC never gave its computer servers to the FBI, that CrowdStrike had to backtrack. That's a new word. In addition to debunk, backtrack. Like, Pacman backtracked his uh, claims about me because he didn't even know uh, the quotes. But he'll source them tomorrow. He'll source them. He'll find the uh, algorithm that he uses and source, source my imaginary quotes. But where was I? What are these people afraid of? You have... Kim.com stating he has evidence. You have WikiLeaks offering a reward. And then you you hear people, the way they say it, he added fuel to the conspiracy three. You realize how stupid you're sounding? He added fuel, Julian Assange? He actually did the moral right thing. Because it's very, almost certain that Seth Rich was the WikiLeaks source based on the circumstantial evidence. You use circumstantial evidence to paint Trump as treasonous. So, uh, James Clapper, Comey, Maxine Waters, Dianne Feinstein, no direct evidence. So the circumstantial evidence is that he's going to be impeached any second. That's good. So the circumstantial evidence from Kim.com, from 
the fact that Julian Assange did the moral thing. He is actually, what do you want him to do? It, it would be fantastic if he did. But he obviously has his reasons why he cannot. WikiLeaks is based, the, the, the premise, the mission statement is that it, it keeps sources completely anonymous or, or they protect their sources. So he can't do that. So he's saying, oh, look, I'll offer a reward. Uh, WikiLeaks will retweet information. Will uh, Julian Assange will retweet? Julian Assange will actually go also and state that in a, in a in a tweet that although WikiLeaks doesn't disclose sources, he they we a third party can. He is referring to wink wink nudge nudge to fuckingkid.com, Pacman, and Young Turks and Dave Weagle at the Washington Post and fucking Oliver Darcy at CNN who. I will offer an apology, but you quoted Rod Wheeler 10, uh, 10 words. 10 words. And Kim.com is willing to testify, which bolsters Wheeler's initial claims. He never backtracked anything. But even if he did, let's say, let's say Darcy and, and the BuzzFeed and the Gizmodo people, the fucking Gizmodo people, what if, what if all of these people are right that he that Wheeler backtracked. Why did he say it in the beginning? Like like, like children like a five. Ah, you backtracked. Ah, no, no, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. No, 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 backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. But why did he say it though in the beginning? Why did Rod Wheeler say it? That he that, that it was very likely a link to WikiLeaks. And why did he say there was a DC police cover up? Cover up. And why did he say uh, the location of the laptop was missing? And why did he say that he never had the evidence in front of him? What is this maniacal, insane? ludicrous, ridiculous frenzy to sweep it under the rug and it's conspiracy theory! Conspiracy theory! It's conspiracy! No, no, no. And then the dumb kind of like, then you get the neoliberal um, summary. You know, it's been a it's been a very emotional time for every, Shut the fuck up! Is, you always get this. Pac-Man and uh, the Young Turks did it in their episode and then you get it with CNN, that, that fucking guy, Kludst. And it's this Vox. Don't you love when Vox says, this, this thing explained. And it should be in the most neoliberal, fake, phony, progressive way that always benefits the establishment Democrat. You always have to explain whether it's Pac-Man or the Young Turks or fucking uh, CNN. It's like, well, you know, people were really upset. And there were some Bernie voters and they were really upset. And, you know, the Trumpists and the Trump people, they really want to get this Russia thing. So, And then, you know, the election was crazy. And then, you know, we had this person who died. and He just did it again. I do that all the time. I'll talk about something. Let's say you're first, you know, hey, man, I'm kind of curious about some of these, all these conspiracy theories I've heard before. Do you ever listen to one? Yeah, I listen to this guy, Ledgy. It's called Dangerous Conversation. Uh, it's over there at RadioInfluence.com. You should go check him out. Guy checks me out, downloads the first show, or this one here. And I'm talking like, so, you know, after we realized it was molten metal uh, and steel in the basements, uh, then we had to ask ourselves, you know, why is Ch- China accepting what is essentially uh, evidence of a crime, a crumbled building, if, if not only just for the firemen to figure out why these buildings crumbled during uh, so-called fires. I mean, uh, we're we're talking about structural engineers are going to need to see this evidence to fix what's wrong. Oh no, uh, we're going to send all that metal off to China. Yep, got a good price. 
And you go like that, and bam, you just like you pick something out of a uh, it is a conspiracy, two or more. Motherfuckers getting together and doing something wrong. It's, they're conspiring. So let's figure, okay, you've got the beginning of the very beginning is the first leak, and then maybe a death, and then someone being served, and then maybe that guy dying. So you go way back to the be beginning of that. This, this thing explained that it should be in the most neoliberal, fake, phony, progressive way that always benefits the establishment Democrat. Everybody does it. Everybody edits the story if you already know the story. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 we went to the tailgate, man, got hammered, the game was good, got home slow. Like, one sentence describes eight hours. Well, we have a tendency to do that in this type of media because we're already assuming most of you are following from the beginning or somewhere. So if you're brand new to it, and we go through that little... <laughs> it's like, here's nine months in six seconds. You know, you're like, what, 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 red chips, oh, you know, so, but I think I, I need to let him go a little bit. He's looking, you know, it's like when you're on video and you're ranting, there's video evidence of what you look like when you rant. See, there's no cameras here right now anyway. There will be maybe in the future, but he's like, you can see the cheeks are flushed. You know, he's like, okay, all right. All right, I'm going to put up with this line and then, and. You always have to explain whether it's Pac-Man or the Young Turks or fucking uh, CNN. It's like, well, you know, people were really upset. And there were some Bernie voters and they were really upset. And, you know, the Trumpists and the Trump people, they really want to get this Russia thing. So, And then, you know, the election was crazy. And then, you know, we had this person who died and... But it's a botched robbery, and there's just no evidence, circumstantial evidence, but there's just no evidence. And then, you know, as they're trying to kind of give you the psychology behind why some people might actually believe that Seth Rich was killed, not in a botched robbery, but in perhaps uh, because something to do with the Democratic Party. Or they'll just say, and the crazy people uh, on the left and the right say Hillary Clinton pulled the trigger. I never said that. Nobody, nobody rational is saying that. Clinton doesn't intentionally do anything. She even, she even today stated that she takes full responsibility by blaming the DNC and the FBI. <laughs> so, you see, it's it. Did he, she did she do it dressed in one of her Doctor Evil outfits? I love those. I bet you. Okay, this is just one of those crazy things that through all her connections and funneling her money and 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 Bill's money. Somewhere in either North or South Korea, there's a fabric slash clothes factory, and they pump out like little Kim Jong-un unis, but they're for women, and the only way they sell them is they show Hillary Clinton wearing one of them. Yeah, it looks like Dr. Evil, but it's gold, and it kind of glitters, and it's cool. Sorry, that's how my brain works. Deal with it. All right, so the, let, me, let me see. You know what? He, he, you know what? Here's what happened. He hit a double. H.A. Goodman hit a double. My first baseman, uh, first base runner, which was uh, uh, the uh, judicial watch, is now at third. Okay, they went first to third on the double, but H.A. gets thrown out at second. So we got two down. We got a man on, two down, one run in. I'm like, you know, are you going to, you know, you're going to, I think I, I think I want to play for. Uh, seriously, I, 
I do. Oh, wait a minute. That's my second baseman. Okay. Coming down the backstretch, kids. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? I think that's the guy that's going to... This is the guy that's going to extend the inning, and then this guy is going to drive home runs. Yep. <clears throat> Here we go. First of all, when you uh, have a, a channel on uh, YouTube and your name is Hard Bastard, you know, I'm like one of those radio guys, and I come in and go, like, all right, let's see. How hard you are, Mister Bastard, or is it bast? Just is there a Mister Bastard? Is just Bastard? Like, are you? Do ever? Does everybody just call you bad Bastard? You know, you you kind of get you kind kind of come in going, all right, cool name, pretty cool, prove it, and that's when the radio guy in me, and the media person in me, and someone who can communicate a thought, be concise about it. Make sure everybody's thinking about it after they leave the room. Those kind of people. This dude is good. He's good. I like him. I'm subscribed. He's got uh, 24,000. I don't know his history. I haven't gone back into how soon each of who we've talked about, if, you know, whether they're three years in or five or ten or whatever. Just follow him. Uh, I don't think it matters to me how long they've been in. But nobody's a newbie here. Say So when I say they're new, again, third time this show I said this, they're new to me. They're not new. You know, salute people who have been, uh, you know, took a, you know, kind of let their conscience change their path years ago instead of just weeks or months. Good stuff. Hard bastard. It sounds like, you know what? Holy shit. I'm, I'm recording. I'm not Technically, I'm recording this, but I can edit it. And I think... I think I'm going to go get... This is one will not be edited. I think I'm... I don't know. I'm going to go up the street and uh, get some hard bastard to, like, apple cider. Is there a hard bastard? Because I'm going to go find one. <laughs> well, there's a drop-in. Is there a hard bastard? Because I'm going to find one. <laughs> yeah. That'll work well. But uh, I think we're actually going to let her roll. Put my wonderful chocolate lab in the silver bullet. Go find a hard bastard. Come back with one. And drink it. And continue the program. Through the magic of editing, the trip process, everything from coming back into the house and realizing there's a big five-minute gap in my recording wave, that would be my road trip. So, the question is, when will I stop talking on this part of the podcast to keep you hanging in suspense? Actually, a good question. This is uh, just getting into how much of a scumbag organization Media Matters is and David Brock. These are really disgusting people. Now, like I said previously, it's one thing to go after Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly in the early 2000s was on tape sexually harassing a woman. And even though I made a video about the claims of the latest people who were quote, victims and how I, in, at least 
did not find anyone to successfully explain to me how um, calling a woman hysterical is sexual harassment might be rude. I don't think it's sexual harassment worthy of a multi-million dollar lawsuit. But that's one thing. Sean Hannity is being uh, bullied off the air by Media Matters because he's choosing to cover a story. And even if the Seth Rich story, I believe there's a lot to the Seth Rich story. I think it's a legitimate story. But let's say it wasn't. Let's say it wasn't legitimate. The idea that you have this group that can decide who gets to have spots on the air is insane. Ah, uh, no, that's called mainstream media. Happens all day, every day, all the way down to sometimes the local radio station. Um, you got some film on the sheriff uh, drunk at uh, the bar the other night, right? Yeah, he wants you to not run with that. Okay, all the way up to who's Seth Rich? How is he connected to the DNC? When did his death take place? Who else might have died in the same time frame? Were they connected to the DNC? It's like sixth graders. If this was, uh, what's the game you play where you put a bunch of things into the woods? A treasure hunt. If this was a treasure hunt, sixth fucking graders would nail this. Okay? So, you know, if they are attacking you, and when I mean they, I mean you know who they is. The oligarchs, uh, the controllers, the elite, uh, what are, how many fucking names do they go by? Who cares? They're just, you know, serving their role in the matrix of a fucked up and unbalanced uh, world that's going in the wrong direction, but will probably write its course. I'm an optimist. So, yeah. It's, um, it's okay to be pissed about it. Hard bastard is pissed. This guy's good. I love like stumbling upon new talent that are doing this thing, the new media thing, whether they're, you know, singing about it or blogging about it, video channels, podcasts. It makes this old fart happy. Let's let him roll for a while. Here we go. This cannot stand. What kind of bullshit is this? Fox News host Sean Hannity blames liberal fascism for sponsors' deserting channel. Embattled anchor, last of right-wing broadcasters, big beasts after departure of Bill O'Reilly under cloud of sexual harassment investigation or allegations. Because of the success Sean of our Hannity. first Meet the Kids project, we once again gave 12 Pennsylvania kids who are... Are you seriously not going to let me get rid of this? Oh, good. If I just open your page, you'll shut the fuck up? Excellent. Okay, let's continue. Sean Hannity says a media watchdog is guilty of liberal... I'm just saying, bro, you have the patience that I do, and I don't even know what makes computers work, but the moment they let me down, I am quick, I'm quick on the trigger. I don't care. I'll stare this laptop down and call it every fucking name in the book. It doesn't change anything, except it does keep me from exploding, you know. Maybe not virtually, but, or uh, actually, but yes. I like this guy. I promise, I'm stepping out. 
liberal fascism for targeting advertisers on his Fox News show, as one company announced Wednesday that it would no longer hawk its wares there. The Chicago-based Cars.com said that it has been watching closely and recently decided to suspend its backing on Hannity. Hannity, the sole survivor from Fox's once stable and powerful primetime lineup, has been a strong backer of President Donald Trump and believes the president is under attack from media and opponents who want to destroy him. On Wednesday, Hannity said he would no longer talk about a discredited story involving a murdered Democratic National Committee chairman after speaking to the man's family and after Fox had earlier retracted an online story it had written about the case. Uncertainty over whether Hannity would defy his network's bosses over the story led to big ratings on Wednesday. The show reached two and a half million viewers, or 50% more than it had for the same night a year earlier, the Nielsen, Nielsen Company said. That's good. I'm glad that like uh, people are interested in the Seth Rich story. I think that's fantastic. On Wednesday, Hannity sent a steady stream of tweets that targeted Media Matters for America, the liberal lobbyist who a day earlier had posted a list of his show's advertisers on its website. Targeting a show's advertisers is a potent line of attack in television. It's with anything. It's how they did the YouTube bullshit. It's how they're doing all the, I don't think they've done it yet with Facebook. With Facebook, they're calling on Facebook itself or sometimes even the government to uh, crack down and censor it. The swift abandonment of O'Reilly's advertisers last month after the revelation of settlements paid to women to quiet harassment charges was widely considered a factor in his firing by Fox. See, I don't, I get that with advertisers though. That I get. But for this, if you're an advertiser and you, you did this, you're fucked up. There's something I, 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 would, I would not, uh, I mean, I'm only one person, but I would have nothing to do with your bullshit. It's incredible. He said, Media Matters is targeting my advertisers to silence my voice, Hannity tweeted. They hope to get me fired. Rush Limbaugh, O'Reilly, Glenn Beck, Don Imus, and now me. He posted a series of links to articles about Media Matters funding and ties to figures reviled by many conservatives like George Soros and Bill Clinton. Media Matters denied that it was mounting a pressure campaign. <laughs> what fucking liars? Are you kidding me with this shit? Idiots, your own tweets betray your bullshit here. Oh my God. Uh, the organization's president, Cuckface Cuckaroo, said he hadn't spoke to any sponsors. He said he <laughs> wanted advertisers to be aware of Hannity's volatility as part of a general media matters campaign to get them to think about advertising on Fox. Drink bleach, asshole. Fuck yourself. <laughs> and why don't you just fucking uh, have David Brock drink some fucking bleach too? Media Matters hasn't posted a list of sponsors for any other specific show. Saying there's no boycott campaign may be a distinction without a difference, however. Thank you, Independent. You're usually a piece of shit, but at least with this one sentence, you could do it. Media Matters listed on its website more than 150 companies that had run commercials on Hannity in May, ranging from Lexus to Ready Whip to Comedy Central. Hannity tweeted Wednesday that he'd spoken to several of his advertisers, and they say they've been inundated with emails urging them to stop running commercials on the show. And most of these emails are from people that work for Media Matters. This is not a grassroots campaign. This is uh, media manipulation. When you go and look at the people who are talking about Sean Hannity, a lot of these accounts are bots accounts, they're, they're fake accounts. No one would give this much of a shit about Sean Hannity. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. No one gives this much of a shit about the Seth Rich story, except for two groups of people. Us that want to know the truth 
and know that the media and the and the DNC is lying and the people that are trying to hide the evidence because they know that if this gets out they are fucked but your average person is not going to I mean think about this your average person is going to say hey Sean Hannity's covering a story we don't like yeah they're not doing anything if they say yo Bill O'Reilly is a sexual harasser that'll get people uh, uh, involved in doing things I, I I could see that cars.com said in a statement that its decision to advertise on a show doesn't mean it agrees or disagrees with its content we don't have the ability to influence content at the time we make our advertising purchase the company said in this case we've been watching closely and have recently made the decision to pull our advertising from Hannity all right fuck cars.com <clears throat> I don't need a car right now but fuck cars.com fuck cars.com the company did not make clear i wonder if we could do some sort of reverse advertising like if we have groups that are purposely doing things that put in jeopardy the freedom of the press which i think this is and again i don't fucking like sean hannity even a little bit at all but this is not sean's gonna end up being like that guy that like for a small segment of his fucking shaded career is going to have that little blip like on like you know above the vibration below the vibration light and dark and most of it's all down there like oh let's bomb the brown people they're evil and we need to look out for the muslims you know all that shit but and then suddenly as fox is crumbling sean hannity goes you know what and by the way it's not a big leap for shannity for hannity to go after this story. I mean, it, it doesn't even make it look like he's even trying to be um, nonpartisan. It just makes it look like one big partisan storyline where he leans right and he's out to protect Obama and he wants to point to the DNC. By the way, the lawsuit's still going. I mean, this, this is a, uh, this is like one of those books that if i don't know some cool guy writes it in a year or two is going to be like 1200 pages it's, it's it's nothing to dick around with it is that important it's watergate it's this it's this decade's watergate and not only have they been caught in their defense in court they are literally as our leadoff hitter showed you, agreeing in court, yeah, it wasn't unfair, but you know, everybody in Bernie's party knew we were cheating, and and uh, you know, there's a. I love brain candy. I can't do Bob that well though. He goes, and uh, so how do you feel about that? That guy, brain candy, kids in the hall. There's that corporate, there's like the, the guy at the top, you know, this guy like, yes, we uh, understand what uh, somebody died here, but other than that, why the fuck should uh, I care? <laughs> All the way up that level of corruption, man. So what they had is they fucked up, somebody leaked it, uh, WikiLeaks got it, they say, well, and here's the funny thing is, is, well, who leaked it? Uh, Seth Rich. Oh, worked for the DNC, had a conscience? No, no, no. The Russians hacked 
Then they got it, and then they fed it, and WikiLeaks put it out. So the Russians made Hillary look big. So you got that narrative going on already. Then you got the narrative all the way down to this young man. And what did he download? And how did he hand it off? You know, keep hearing stories about thumb drive drops. Tiny little thumb drive. You don't even have to send it on the internet anymore because someone can track that. Now all you got to do is download that info. Your, your, you know, your WikiLeaks, your whistleblower, your documents. Your, you don't like corruption. You want to be able to speak out, but you fear for your life or your family's. You know, I mean, these stories go over and over. Movies, China Syndrome, you know, just anybody, Russell, uh, Russell Crowe uh, going up against the tobacco people. Can't remember the names. All I remember is Whistleblower, Whistleblower, Serpico, Al Pacino, Whistleblower. We are fascinated by these people, and these people deserve a chance to say something. I think one of them was murdered. And since the repercussions... If it even comes close to being involved in the DNC scandal, and I don't know, maybe Assange, I just, I just don't see Assange ever saying, yes, Seth Rich was our source. He's done everything but, but maybe they've got a charter they've got to live up to. They've exposed lots of countries, by the way. WikiLeaks just is un-American. I'm like, pfft. They go after everybody. Everybody. Every country. I'm just like 200 different countries. If you, I think it's WikiLeaks forward slash countries forward slash something like that. And you can see they, they go after everybody. There's whistleblowers all over the world turning state's evidence and being the next, you know, um, Ray Liotta. We got, you know, Robert De Niro wants you dead. These are real-life stories. This is a real-life story. This man's murder is not being solved. It looks like every time people want to look close to it, the D.C. people are going, oh, it's the FBI, and the FBI are going, it's the D.C. Now, they used to be able to do that quietly and only have a small segment of people, reporters, know what was going on, but now, if it happens now, it's live somewhere now, they're realizing we can no longer control the narrative. So what do you do? You attack the messengers. That's all they got left. That's what today's show's about. They attack the messengers. The messengers have always been there. The information, you know, you go back to, like, when Copernicus and Newton and Da Vinci went up against the church, okay? Whistleblowers. Actually, very smart men. But... Whatever is going up against the system, if they can't fight it with actual facts and documents, and they can't, well, then attack the messenger. And here comes... Whoosh, it's, like, it's like Superman's got a logo. You, all you see is the big CT in the diamond, and goes in your chest. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And they think they got you. But guess Guess what? Tonight, I'm probably going to show you one, two, three, four, five, seven new outlets all chasing the goddamn truth. It's a beautiful thing. All right, hard bastard, you're on a roll there. Let's let you get some steam up. Right. You cannot remove people from their platform because you don't like the stories they cover. It's fucking bullshit. 
So if we could have some reverse advertising, like this spot is brought to you by fuckcars.com, maybe we can do something like that. I don't know if that's legal, but whatever. The company did not make clear when it made that decision or what about Hannity's content inf influenced its executives. A company representative did not immediately return a call seeking comment. By alerting his supporters about the list of advertisers, Hannity has played into his critics' hands, Carason said, or I'm sorry, Cuck. Kucky Kuckaroo said he has demonstrated that he is totally volatile and out of control. <laughs> yeah. Is it wrong when I giggle when he says Kucky Kuckaroo? <laughs> That's great. For covering a story you don't like, Hannity has done more to create pressure for his advertisers than I have. You are an absolute lying piece of shit, sir. Kuckaroo suggested that Hannity is acting out in fear and anxiety over his future at Fox News by preying on the fear and anxieties of his audience. We're not running a campaign to get him fired right now. You are, you asshole. Fuck yourself. You are a piece of shit. Hannity was active on Twitter before his show Tuesday, saying he would discuss the case of murdered DNC staffer Seth Rich in his own future on Fox. It clearly paid off <clears throat> by drawing interest. His viewership was just under the 2.6 million reached by current queen of primetime cable television, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. How sick is the televised media in the evening right now where Maddow is number one? What kind of shit is this where you have a person, although I do wonder how many people are watching Maddow to see how crazy she is. I wonder if she's, she's um, developing a bit of an Alex Jones viewership of like i think alex jones has a portion of his viewership that just wants to see what he says and i wonder how many people are watching rachel maddow like this hannity declined comment through a spokesperson wednesday night his show has an average viewership this year of 2.67 million and regardless regardless both of these shows are utterly eviscerating cnn which is just completely dying which is amazing so uh this this is being reported as as Hannity has been put on leave, but I uh, I this days uh, this video is a couple days old, and he you know everyone is like oh Sean's gone too early and believe me I have no idea what his schedule was, but people are saying that uh, it looks like it's turning out that Hannity had to leave on the three day vacation two days early and he's been silenced. You know what? Uh, all that stuff kind of comes out at the end. By the way, Ben Swan, miss you. Dude, you'd be so all over this story. Um, and I know you got to pay some bills and family man and you look good on TV, dude. And I, I get it. There are times when you can do what you can. You try to do it and then you kind of push it a little too far and they come back. You know what they say? Yeah, we're, you know, Ben, we need to sit down and talk because um, some of the stuff you're doing is uh, just not what we want here at Channel uh, 67 up your ass, whatever the fuck it's called. So, Ben, I get it. There's a lot of us that get it. Some of us has go have gone through it. Other ones are experiencing it. Even Hey, George Webb started blowing up real big. Uh, by the way, he might probably be the last post. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's like uh, he's like the captain. You know, like when they, it's like the catcher is the captain on a team, but he's 
Yeah, certainly a great hitter. This guy's the best hitter on the team. Haven't even gotten to him yet. I'm just talking about this guy, hot bastard. Calling it out. What happens? Someone like him posts something. Uh, runs right with uh, Assange. Um, I think the um, reward at, at the time of this podcast is about a half a million dollars now. I know InfoWars put in money. I know, uh, was it Martin Skreliak? Is that how you say his name? The, uh, not the EpiPen guy, is he? Uh, all I remember is he uh, increased it. No, he wasn't EpiPen. Maybe he was. Uh, pharmaceutical CEO jacked the price up uh, like 1,000%, took a lot of shit. Well, he's thrown in 100 grand. So if you're starting to notice who cares, Kim.com, if you're starting to notice who cares about this, they all got a fucking axe to grind with the government. <laughs> oh, man. Look at them. Now, is that their motivation? Absolutely, yes. Doesn't matter what motivates them, but let's face facts. Yes, it is their motivation. Kim.com, you know, Obama's in power, Hillary's Secretary of State. Dropping a hammer on him. And everybody else, same thing. Get a little too big, get pissed on. Well, so now... They're kind of like, if you notice, they seem to be the loudest groups. Um, the book Shattered, look for it, by the way. Author says it is Hillary whistleblowers uh, who talk about how Podesta and is it Mills? I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, came up with the Russia did it narrative not only 24 hours after her loss. So... It's not just that we're kind of looking at these fucking cool people that are great. Hey, by the way, you guys got some chops. Good monologuing. Um, great, you know, and you haven't even heard the best rant yet. But uh, I, I salute you guys and ladies. Keep doing what you're doing, man. This is fantastic. Uh, it's a dream come true for someone who is old media and saw, and saw how the old media was bought out, corporatized, and controlled. And then just at the same time started noticing new media and how it was leading to consciousness shift. And I salute all of you guys. Thank you so much for what you did, hard bastard. You're cool, dude. Glad I followed you. All right. Um, God, that's... Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do here. Hang on a second. Pardon me while I check. You know what? I'll track down that info while we listen to TBTV. Tim, a guy who is meant to be in front of a microphone and behind a computer. Just fun. Um, the first time I watched you, remember, I'm new to these people, okay? So I'm, remember, this show is about, you know, the old, the old fart arriving late. Ooh, I like that. The old fart arriving late. But old fart means that a long time ago, I wasn't the old fart. I was on the way. See, but now it's kind of like next generation old fart going, hey, what's up with that Seth Rich? You know, that's me. And these guys and ladies are at the forefront 
of what I think is going to be a next big shift in people looking into the government. Now, the obviously, you know, liberals are going to be defensive and Democrats and oh, there's nothing to see there. Call it names. Conspiracy theory. Quick, run away, you know. And then later on, there's all these cool people that are like used to being called names and have been doing it a while. And yes, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it again. I like to be entertained. I like someone who puts a little thought into the presentation and this motherfucker can riff. This dude's cool. I hope to have Tom. Where's his last name? I had it written down. I'm sorry, dude. I apologize. I'm doing a feature on you, and I don't even know your last fucking name. I'll find it while we're playing it, of course. Um, yeah. By the way, he's rocking the Shure SM7 mic. Recognize that. He's got a little touchpad for his button bars, we call it. You know, like you want a button bar and you're like, oh my God, I need, uh, I need, you know, I need a sound effect. Oh, I need another one. Oh, it's old time radio kids. That's right. With, uh, with ledge as we dive in, trying to, trying to find my splash sound effect as I say, dive in. Shit. There's. Nothing on this page. Dive in. No, that's not diving in. Dive in. Uh, fuck. Don't you love it when you're riffing and you're like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Tim Black. Tim Black, you got talent. You got you got some smarts. You have what I call the ability to break it down. And you're not you don't ever un, uh, underestimate your listener, but don't overestimate them either. And what you need to do is, if you know something you could say in a paragraph, but you found a way to put it in a sentence that turns just that little light bulb on. Like, you ever wonder why the the steel from nine eleven was trucked out? And just like leave that dot 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 and walk away, then human curiosity takes over. But it's all in the messenger. I'm I'm sorry. The message is okay. It's all in the message, but the messenger is crucial. And honestly, I'm not. I'll be back in a while because this guy is fun to watch. He's entertaining, and of course, he's talking about. He even called it a Seth. Rich Rant Special Edition, 97,000 followers. I'm a newbie. And honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've watched this twice. And I'm like, this is, these are the people that should be behind the microphones in terrestrial radio. Now that used to be allowed. I think, um, God. Oh man, there's so many good, you know, good morning Vietnam. And you always had those people that, had an access to a platform that could make sure people were well informed, informed enough to at least create some type of left, not left, right, but hey, let's sit and discuss this. It's not an automatic. Not everybody should be wanting to kill people they've never met. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And now it's all been co-opted. You can go into these buildings. You meet great air personalities. They're wonderful people. They're so talented. But if you say to them, hey, if if I came in there and I asked a question about... No, 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 we don't do that. 
we can only uh, like kind of present you as the far out guy that we can kind of poke fun a little bit. Yeah, you got some tinfoil on your head there, Lynch. Wait a minute. And then let you plant the seed that we all fucking know is true. And then, then you can come on and just kind of play, you know, the dunce. Well, guys, you know, I guess the... No. These are the people that should be on the air. One hour show a day. If you got a one hour of content, one hour of energy, that's what you should be doing. If you do a four hour show five days a week and you're just mailing in half of it, cut it down to two hours. Who cares? Content is king. Content is king. And honestly, this dude's got some chops. I don't know his, uh, Tim's background. Honestly, I don't. Okay. I know I'm supposed to. Uh, I don't. But I do know that he was fun to watch, and I will talk to you as this heavy hitter comes up in the lineup. Are we in the next inning? No. Must have had a walk in there. There was a walk in there. Okay. Now batting in ledges, kick-ass, take names, fuck the rest of what people care about me. Uh, lineup, killer lineup of podcast broadcasters, independent media, uh, individualists, so they call themselves private investigators or uh, vigilante warriors uh, that are nonviolent. Anybody that says the message is king and these badasses exist, it's going to be a long engravement on this trophy, isn't there? There's no trophy. That was good, though. Here we go, Tim. Well, if you have timid ears and you don't want to hear, any uh, any uh, passionate? Uh, if you're afraid to hear a few curse words, if you're if that's not your cup of tea, I understand. It's not what I usually do, but I got to do it tonight. All right, I got to do this tonight, and I'm going to do it tonight. So put the bit, put the kids to bed, right? Put them to bed, all right? Because we got to have a real conversation amongst grown folks right here, and nothing's off limits. What I've been noticing, guys, is a smear campaign of epic proportions against independent media, and it stops now. It stops now. So you have me confused. You have me confused with Democrats. I'm not a Democrat. Right? I'm not a Democrat. So there's nothing to sheepdog me to. I'm something different. I'm me. I'm Tim Black. Though some of my belief systems may be progressive, I'm not sitting here defining what progressivism is or any of that. So saying I owe something to a party is bullshit. I don't play political football. What I do is I speak the truth. As this regards to Seth Rich, I want it to be known right now. See, yesterday, I, I kind of got, I kind of fell for the banana in the tailpipe. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. Just a little bit, because see, I'm a very ethical person. At least I try to be as ethical as possible. And when people were making allegations that I was, and not just me particularly, but people who were talking about Seth Rich's murder, 
that we were using it, it bothered me. He said we were doing it out of political gains. No, that's what your party does, sir. All people who make that criticism, what party do you belong to? See, I'm not hearing Republicans say that people who talk about Seth Rich's murder are doing it for political gains. Because the Democratic Party talks about death of victims all the time. For what reason? They don't do it to create policies that help people. No, they never do it to create policies. When they drag out the mother of Trayvon Martin, the mother of Michael Brown, the mother of Jordan Davis, when they drag these mothers out on campaign trails and put them up in front of the world, it's never to change policy. It's to say pretty things. It's to get our vote. It's to give the illusion that they give a shit when they don't. Not if it affects their donors, not if it affects their special interest groups. When I talked about Seth Rich, it's because I gave a damn. That's the only reason why. The murder of Seth Rich is important. You know why it's important? It's just as important as when I talked about Mike Brown or when I talked about Terrence Crutcher. When I talked about, you didn't say anything when I talked about Tamir Davis. I did six videos on Tamir Davis and held several shows about Tamir Davis. You were silent. You didn't say, oh, Tim, he's using Tamir Davis. God. Jordan Davis. You didn't say I was using Tamir's death or Jordan's death or Michael's death or anybody else's, any Terrence Crutcher's death. You didn't say I was using those deaths. As a political football. See, here's the thing. This is where this is what woke me up today. This is what snapped me out of it, folks. This is what did it. Because I got to thinking. Tim, you're not the guy that does that. You're not running for office trying to get votes. So you talk about death. When I talked about a white man being shot on his own front porch by cops who got the wrong address and when that family wrote me to thank me thank you tim black for talking about our story we can't get no freaking coverage thank you tim black i wasn't doing that for views and i wasn't doing that for money so fuck you for for reducing me and all my work my track record of four years of work on an obscure channel telling truth Fuck you for reducing that and slamming that and shaming that because you don't like the political, political fallout from this issue. There should have been political fallout when I talked about Tamir Rice. He died under a black president and he had, there has been no repercussions handed down for that young boy's death. That should be a political football, shouldn't it? But it carries no weight. And you know why you didn't complain? You didn't complain because it didn't damage your party. It didn't damage your party. You are a party water currying sellout. Period. When I talk about other victims, you could give a shit. You know why you don't give a shit? Because it doesn't hurt your party. You are mad because this story implicates your party in some way. And somehow you think that you're going to get some type of payoff by defending a party. See, I wasn't going to talk about Seth Rich anymore until we had new evidence. But you know what? I changed my mind because I got to thinking about someone who approached me on Twitter. 
They had a lot of bad things to say about H.A. Goodman. They must have thought I was like one of these neoliberal guys. They must have mistaken me for one of these guys who pretends to be a friend when really they just sit back and watch shit happen to you and go, well, man, I didn't want to get involved. And I said, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, man, people got the wrong impression about me. They said they want to smear, they're going to do a smear job on Caitlyn Johnston and on H.A. Goodman because they don't like the way H.A. Goodman and Caitlyn Johnston have talked about Seth Richards' murder. That's why I'm doing this video. Look what you accomplished, you fucker. You accomplished me shining more light on the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party and amplifying Seth Rich's name. That's what you did. Go write that. Go write, go write how you a scumbag who can't make a name, a reputation. You can't build a brand. You can't build a following. No one knows who you are. No one listens to you. You're not influential because people can smell bullshit. People can smell that you are suck up kiss ass. People can smell that your total reason for existing in this space is to be put on by a big entity. And people can smell genuineness. People can smell sincerity. Who's he talking about? Class? Euler? I'm not going to ever say. I know. I'm completely in line with who he's talking to. Um, and on a side note, and I'm going to back it up so we can get that momentum going again. But this is what good spoken word deserves. Momentum. Yeah. Talk to you in a few. It's going to go back a few, but we'll get, that, uh, we'll get that snowball going downhill. That's why I'm doing this video. Look what you accomplished, you fucker. You accomplished me shining more light on the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party and amplifying Seth Rich's name. That's what you did. Go write that. Go write, go write how you're a scumbag who can't make a name, a reputation. You can't build a brand. You can't build a following. No one knows who you are. No one listens to you. You're not influential because people can smell bullshit. People can smell that you are suck-up kiss-ass. People can smell that your total reason for existing in this space is to be put on by a big entity. And people can smell genuineness. People can smell sincerity. People can smell outrage. People can smell authenticity. And they know that when I talk about something, I mean it. They may not agree with me. I got Republicans, Libertarians, Independents, Green Party, Democrats. I got everybody watching me because you know what? They smell authenticity. Who watches you? Who watches you? How dare you have the mitigated goal, the unmitigated goal to say you know that you want to define progressivism, but you want to talk about the DNC fraud lawsuit. But you want to talk, and you didn't want to talk about Seth Rich. The only time you talked about Seth Rich was to tell people not to talk about Seth Rich. Who the fuck are you fooling? And you want more high ground for that? Well, I didn't talk about it because I wait for the facts to come out. What you really mean is you wait for... You assholes are waiting for to get marching orders from the Democratic Party. 
You were waiting for it to be discredited so you would know what talking points to use. That's what you're waiting for. That's it. Where are your where are your 10 videos on the DNC fraud lawsuit? Where are your 10 videos on election fraud? Where are your 10? See, don't, see, don't Elizabeth warn me, people. Don't let them, look, don't let them Elizabeth warn you. See, Elizabeth Warren is good only when it's safe. Elizabeth Warren comes out, all right, doing all that, and now you got to take it. She does that only when it's safe to do, not when there's something to lose, not when it's risky, not when it may cost votes, not when it may cost her donors. No, no. These are Elizabeth Warren Democrats. That's what they are. They're the coast is clear now. Is it okay to talk about it? Well, I guess I will. Is it close? Is, is, hey, look, is anybody shooting? Anything going on? They're the same people. They, they're like these people. Here, here, they're the, the Elizabeth Warren Democrats are the ones. They're sort of like your friends. You know, the fake friends you have. You tell them you're moving two weeks in advance. They say they're going to be there to help you move all your crap. <laughs> then you can't find them. Then they tell you, oh, man, they forgot. They come by, they see you. Oh, man, you should have told me, man. I had a big truck. I could have helped you, man. We weren't doing anything. Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you let me know? I would have loved to help you. I would have really helped you. Why didn't you just reach out and tell me? Oh, man, you moved all this by yourself? Oh, I would have gladly helped you if I only knew you needed my help. Oh, okay. Looks good, though. See you later. You Elizabeth Warren fake phony progressives. That's what you are. The murder of Seth Rich is so important because we're talking about a party that gives money to other stuff. Why isn't there a huge bounty? Forget looking at why individuals aren't giving a lot of money to the Seth Rich family, though I wish you would. Give money to the Seth Rich family, please. Please give money to the Seth Rich family. I don't have money. I don't. I don't work another job in corporate America, then come home and grab a mic or go to someone else's studio and do videos. This is all, this is it. And all of this that I have is because of my viewers from my brand, from building a name with people. This is it. I don't have a lot of money. If I had thousands of dollars, I'd give them a thousand dollars. I don't have a thousand dollars. But you know who has thousands of dollars? Hell, you know who has millions of dollars? The freaking company he worked for when he was murdered. That's who has millions of dollars. Why is it that WikiLeaks is offering more for the capture and the prosecution of the murder of Seth, Seth Rich than the company that he was working for, who says he was a great worker? Why is that? Why did that never cross your mind to ask that question? Why are people asking that question? See, I'm going to keep talking about this because I know you hate me talking about it. Because it shines a light on your failed party, on your deceptive, corrupt party, which you want to sit at the table at. 
We all know why you don't talk about the DNC fraud lawsuit. We know the real reason why you never talked about Seth Rich. It wasn't because you was waiting. When a black kid is shot in the street by a cop, you're the first one on Twitter. This is what you call an ass whooping. This is what it sounds like when someone has balance. And most of the time, I'm not trying to tell you what party you should belong to or not belong to, but most of the time, people declare themselves as independent. And the reason you can do that, it's simply float above the entire situation, look at it without a partisanship, lean in your mind, think through it yourself, independent. And he's going after the same party, of course, that, you know, like you said, Hasn't dropped one red cent into a, basically anyone, you know, with information leading to the reward, uh, <clears throat> sorry, arrest and uh, eventual conviction of the murderer or, or murderers of Seth Rich, that kind of thing. It's uh, between, like I said, a couple of the people I mentioned earlier, we're looking at about 500,000 bucks. None of it is DNC money. And he knows it and I know it. A lot of you know it, and there's more to the story. He's punching thumbs on his imaginal, imaginary phone right now. He's making me laugh. Nothing to lose there. No risk involved. Do you guys get what I'm saying? They have nothing to lose when they talk about black people getting killed. That's why they talk about it. That's why they talk about it, YouTube. That's the only reason why. And nothing changes. Is there some new legislation I haven't heard about that's supposed to stop, you know, people from getting shot by cops when they don't have guns? I don't know. I'm waiting on this legislation. I'm waiting on that. Oh, okay, so they like talking about it, but you don't really push for change. Oh, I get it. So, yeah, I want to burn down the party until the party does something better. We need to replace the party. We need another party. I love parties. I like as many parties as possible. So what the smear campaign is all about, guys, is making the people who have the balls to defy the Democratic Party outcast and hurt them as bad as possible so they no longer have a voice because you don't like their tactics. This is a war, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a war, a war of ideas, a war for the future of this country, a war for how our politics will be, a war for the people, a war for the poor, a war for the disenfranchised, a war for the robbed, a war for the murdered, a, more, a war for the people. This ain't about party politics. This is not about affiliations. This is about truth, justice. This is a real simple thing. Truth, justice. Truth, justice. That's all. That's all it's about. You want to make it about so many other things to cloud the issue. I don't trust mainstream media. Hence, I became media because I don't trust the mainstream media. I make no bones about that. 
because I know it's run like a racket. What that guy say? The one that tried to smear me, say he didn't mean to smear me, meant to smear the other black guy, got black guys mixed up. What's that guy? I forget his name. Fuck him. Forget him. What did he say? He used to work for Fox News. He knows how propaganda. I'm sure you do, because you are proper, a perpetrator of it. You really did learn how to do Fox News smear campaigns. Listen, guys. I'm going to need you all to stand with independent media, not fake independent media, real independent media as we approach these topics, as we deal with issues, because you know what? It's going to keep happening because people like Caitlin Johnstone. I, um, uh, through my, one of my ex program directors, wife posted, check her out. I follow her on Facebook. She's going to push your buttons. But when I mean that, I mean, she's like, you know, look, here's what stats show. Here's what history shows. Here's what evidence show. Here's what whistleblowers are saying. When you can get out there and do your own thing and be your own media because you want to change the world and you have the fucking balls and backbone and intelligence and uh, connectability. It's big too, you know. They call it charisma, charisma, but you know, like like Tim Black here. I mean, this guy's born to be a public speaker. I know it when I see it. And what the beauty is, pardon my spiritual moment here, is when your spiritual journey connects with your physical lifetime and how it's laying out, <clears throat> including your career, of course. And you have a, somehow you have a chance, maybe you're, you know, love gardening. And next thing you know, you have a massive, massive, you know, acres and acres of great fresh vegetables for your local town and surrounding towns. And it's all GMO free and stuff. And that's, and it gives you joy to go out into that field every day. And you're like, well, that's your, in my opinion, your spiritual journey is kind of meeting you on the physical journey. Well, Tim right here, he's fun to watch, man. He's good. I can't, you know, I stumbled upon the people I'm bringing to you. I, if, how many, okay. Last disclaimer. These people are not new at what they're doing. They're only new to me. And I'm so fucking happy to see these people and watch them. And, uh, Ironic, though, 97,000 subscribers, only 3,000 on this. But it was downloaded the, you know, seven, eight days ago. Is Google doing what it's doing? It's already blocked uh, my heavy hitter I had planned at the end of the broadcast here. So it's going to be hard to go back to his YouTube videos because his channel's being blocked. But fucking George, dude. This dude is... Anyway, I get ahead of myself. I'm going to let him finish just for a second here. Caitlin, Caitlin Johnston. People like Tim Black. You always got to prep. You, hey, come on, man. People like Tim Black. Now, I know I'm Tim Black. But instead of saying Caitlin Johnson and myself... He's like, uh, people like Tim Black. <laughs> I'm waiting for the sargasm on his face, and here we go. People like H.A. Goodman. 
Amen. People like Nico House. Yep, Nico. Well, you know what? He's a little later down the batting averages, but love his stuff too. People like Jamal Thomas. People like Zach Haller. I'm going to keep running in miles. Every time something happens, that's what we should do. Instead of you trying to get us to shut up, you should be joining us, dummy, because this is your country. Stop worrying about money. Stop worrying about getting a job on CNN. Stop worrying about, get, about getting a job on MSNBC. Stop worrying about hoping you can go attend this or be a part of that or be invited there or invited here. I know you. I know what you're about. This is for something higher. This, I wouldn't take a job from any of those organizations because they can't guarantee me I would be able to do what I'm doing right now, which is say whatever I want to say on whatever issue that moves me in my heart, that moves me with the data that's been presented. And unfortunately, it's working on too many people. Had somebody write me last night, guys. They wrote me, oh, I agree with this person, this person. Yeah, that's because she sounds like mainstream media, and you're used to that shit. You're used to people sounding like that. People who hedge. People who never really full-heartedly support anything. It's not in them. They're corporate hacks. They're used to, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, boss. That's what you want me to do? Okay, fine. Will you give me a good report on my performance review? Will I get a good appraisal? So they're used to that. I used to be in that. I know what that's like. I never fit it in. Hence why I'm here. They'll figure it out one day. That's no way to live your life. Snap. But don't bring that crap here in mainstream media. Well, into media. Don't bring that mainstream media crap or that corporat corporatocracy crap into our only vehicle for communicating with the general public. If you are used to shiny bells and whistles, and if that's what makes you think give someone credibility, instead of what they actually talk about and what they stand for, then you done missed the boat. You done missed the boat, baby. You have lost sight of what this is all about. If you are more concerned with who got flown in what plane to land where and stay where to cover what, who had the backing of the, if that, if you focus on that, if that is going to be your test, then you're going to miss the boat. I know, you know, I know he's talking to a specific person. So do you. But he's not. What he's also doing is talking to the mentality, which started off as, in, you know, whoosh, Mainstream media kicks you out, you try your own little thing, get some popularity, get some clicks, get some downloads, get some followings, uh, blows up a little bit, you do it, oh, you know, you get some donations coming in, hey, we can do this on a three camera shoot now, and you grow it, 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 and it's somewhere along that path, <laughs> everyone gains a price. It, I'm sorry, but it is inevitable that somewhere, somehow, pretty much everybody is going to be presented with a chance somewhere in their life to completely lie, cheat, steal, turn their back, lie for somebody else 
because it will better their life one way or the other. So every time you turn around and you look at, oh, CNN says this, I'm like, of course they say that. I've been told to say that. Same thing with MSNBC, same thing with Fox, same thing, you know. And all of a sudden, this story just keeps bubbling to the surface. And I find these guys, and these guys are great. And I told you, man, uh, Tim Black, he's not... There, by the way, this isn't a countdown. This is a batting lineup where I think you can have, you know, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even counting anymore. I want to go like, uh, yeah, we've got 10 guys uh, per team in our league. It's softball. We have a center fielder or a short fielder or something. I don't know. But the point I'm making is, did you hear him? Did you listen to him? This is a man who knows what he's talking about. This is a man who knows exactly how to handle himself. In a, uh, oh, by the way, intellectual, fact-related conversation. And this is what truth always seems to find, is people like this. Where they find it, to me, I wouldn't be honest here if I wasn't saying, it found me. 9-11 found me. Didn't work the other way around. 9-11 found me. And the rest, you know, so on and so forth. So, thank you, Tim Black. God, can you believe we're still on our countdown? And here's, you know, here's some news. Uh, one of these videos I wanted to play is removed from... How about that? Sorry about that. We can't provide a video. You posted it on uh, Facebook last week, but now it seems to have a uh, copyright infringement... Uh, that um, what we're trying to tell you is, um, yes, it was a great little six-minute news piece put together by a news organization, and that news organization has a website, so can you tell I'm stalling? Because, you know, I don't want to, like, stop the show and then put a big pause. It just, it, my mind works better that way. Let's go. Oh, and... One America Network, by the way, OAN, for those of you wondering. Here we go. O-A-N News. Let's see if they're up and running. It's a good report. And, oh, let me guess. Is they going to get me for a membership? Probably, huh? All right. You know what? We've already done a lot of audio. we got a little bit more coming. Here's what we do. Kind of a bummer. I wanted to have like a, you know, this is an official news network uh, reporting. Sound to it. Doesn't mean they're right or wrong, but OAN, follow them. They lean right. I think they're like going to be the new Fox, but they'll lean towards the middle, you know. Not, let's not pretend some of this shit's not backed for a reason, funded for a reason, launched in the same type of small medium where people are doubting. And, uh, oh, there's a network that's crumbling and a bunch of co, you know, hugely rich people go, we need to launch a new news network. One that leans more towards our perspective so we can make more money. Always taking place. Always have. People see what's going on, they try to launch, and they, they want to always control the message. So I was going to play you that, but I can't. Because it says, um, 
OAN offers two hundred and fifty thousand. By the way, it was a it was a hundred for information on Seth Rich's murderer. And then I have this long scroll back with a buddy, and I realize that yes, Alex Jones has put in a uh, hundred grand over there at Infowars. And then there's um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Martin Screlly Shrekley S H K. R-E-L-I. No wonder he's like, just... Yeah, anyway. 100 grand from him. Uh, attorney, 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 attorney Jack Berkman, 105 grand. Uh, it's, it's going up there. Now, think about where the money's coming from. Think about who's motivated to put it up there. And think about why they're motivated. <laughs> If Seth Rich is connected to the WikiLeaks, there goes your Russia did it narrative. You've now been able to defend Trump. You can now call out the mainstream media as even leaning more since this this is 11 months into this narrative. And now, as you can see, when they start coming, conspiracy theorists, this stuff is just bizarre. It amazes me why a sane person will they'll always attack the messenger. Always. And they'll definitely attack your psyche if you let them so that that's not what it's uh here we go hang on stand by uh, okay you're too slow to load you're too slow to be on the show that's one rule okay george webb and i'm like yeah who the fuck is george webb it's like literally is it it's like jimmy stewart meets marty mcfly i'm thinking you know and I click on one of his pages. And I'm like, who is this guy? And who's it's like Batman and Robin. Two guys together. Literally several times a day doing about five to ten minutes and posting it. Thirty-seven thousand listeners. You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna hit play and it's gonna say this. I'm gonna give it the big intro and I'm gonna get shit on. I am going to get so shit on. He said something about his page had been suspended. A son of a bitch. I, this is the guy I saved. Is like, Here, no, here's my <sighs> boog pow. This is like the beast that, you know, Mongo hit homers. <sighs> Just, <sighs> I'm afraid to hit play. Okay. Because here's what happens. If I hit play and it goes, ah, bitch, you can't get this video because... This is actually starting to piss off powerful people. And this George Webb guy is being just a little too, I don't know, you know, vocal. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, we, we just can't have that. This, it's not allowed. And um, why wouldn't you want to know? Well, because, you know, uh, you know that person over there? Yeah, well, he knows that person over there and that. See that person with a special blue thing on his shirt? Yeah. He really fucking cares. And he has five bosses. So this web that they weave, it's, it's always going to be like, you know, it's like rabbit tunnels. Good. But here we go. I'm so afraid to hit play. Here we go. It's been such a fun show. And... This is a conversation, hopefully, with George and his partner, and 
Oh, my God. What if it just comes up and I'm like, oh, man, I saved this to the end of the show because they cover so much cool shit. I'm like this scared producer and people are like, dude, press the fucking button. Press it. Dude. Okay. A.J. Goodman, George Webb, and the uh, shit. You know, it's uh, it's fun to think, think if there's anything else I needed to... No, I think that's it. Uh, we, we're no, just... You know, just, oh. just bear in mind... Sorry. This is lead lawyer DNC lawsuit case. And there's... why These guys are like... They're like... <laughs> like they always have like a TGI Fridays or a Denny's and they're just basically doing all their shits on their phone and, and they're taxiing or Ubering or pedaling or flying to, and they're just, they are the, it's like, it's like the Batman and Robin of, um, finding out what's bullshit. But I misspoke earlier. This is the lead lawyer for the DNC lawsuit. The reason I wanted to play this one, um, is because someone else ends up washing up dead. Um, I believe it was in Broward County, even though Washerman Schultz County is, uh, um, is it Broward County? Which one's north? I don't remember. But all I know is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this guy's a federal prosecutor. Oh, oh, what was that that happened to Debbie yesterday with the state police? You know, yeah. What's uh, what other people are talking about when it comes to Seth? Is it literally Luca Brazzi, you know, sleeping with the fishes? Listen to this conversation. Talk to you in a few. Um, honestly, you'll. It doesn't matter who the uh, in the room voices are. Just know that the lead lawyer is on the phone. All right, here we go. Bear in mind as you as you uh, dig around um, Sean Lucas, and I really appreciate you guys doing all of this. I mean, I have, you know, we've not been in contact with his family. Um, we've only heard things secondhand, and people tell us that, you know, that's a strange cocktail of drugs to find in someone's body, um, or that, you know, um, you know, um, you know, you know, some people... I mean, so I, I have no idea, you know, I, the only thing I know is that, you know, the, the report, the, the email that my wife got from the D.C. police guy is that, um, or, or, or woman, is that, um, you know, they had concluded that his death was accidental, and then they listed the three substances that were in his body, but, you know, what analysis they, they, they um, uh, went through to determine, you know, whether that was accidental, I have no idea. So let me just uh, finish up by saying, uh, you know, uh, we published uh, your email address uh, we, just from your web page. We hope you don't get o overwhelmed with people uh, asking for the autopsy report. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm used to it. You can, um, you know, the autopsy report, uh, you know, we have the death report and we have the closest thing to an autopsy report that we have. And this is from what Elizabeth told me is that, you know, she... She has the email from the uh, DC, and she actually sent it around her Facebook account, and I'm sure she can provide the link to it, which is an email from the DC Police Department um, concluding that Sean Lucas's death was accidental, 
and then listing the three drugs. But I don't think it's an official autopsy report, and I think when Elizabeth asked for it, she may have been informed that that's not something they can provide to somebody else in the family. Yeah. But, you know, she, she, she's a more direct source of knowledge on that. But I think the, the, the Seth Rich uh, autopsy report is now material. If I can prove that uh, an outside mm-hmm. intelligence agency was used to inter- intercept your phone calls in the preparation of a case, that's certainly obstruction, obstruction of justice. Yeah. Well, I can show cause. I can show cause that Anthony's trusted staff uh, here in D.C., whoever they are, uh, were providing secure blackberries to members of Congress rather than the approved NSA phone. Now, there is a you can at least discover to see if they uh, have uh, if if the parties involved, you know, provided phones or provided. Well, let me tell you something about this case. I mean, if we, you know, get past the motion to dismiss, um, which is what, um, you know, we're battling right now and what, you know, the, tra- the hearing we had a couple weeks ago, you know, the next step of this case is discovery, and that will give us um, a broad ability to access um, any and all documents uh, relevant to the allegation, uh, or potentially relevant uh, to the allegations in the complaint, which are that the DNC raised the primaries for Hillary Clinton. What kind and of time frame? Yeah. Uh, the, the, I, the, what I'm trying to say here is that you have Debbie yeah. Wasserman Schultz, a staffer of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, extorting money from Congress. That's in the Daily Caller Luke article. Now, you, the person that you've sued, which is Debbie Wasserman Schultz, in her home district, yeah. y- you are basically exploring and discovering, did these people that were stealing things from Congress, did these people right. that were intercepting communications in right. f- for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, I mean, there's no right. denying this, yeah. did they intercept your communications? That's not... Would you, would you mind uh, sending me a link to that Daily uh, Caller we absolutely yeah, will. Yeah, absolutely will. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've had a chance to see it. I mean, I try to, you know, there's just so much information out there. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's really, I mean, you know, we've been, you know, I mean, we have, you know, I, I maintain a very active uh, social media account on Twitter because, you know, there's so many people in this class of people we've represented to get certified. And, you know, they're, we treat them as our clients, you know. Sure. So, you know, they have lots and lots of questions and you know, we're trying to fight this uh, mainstream media blackout on our case. I mean, so many people don't even know about it because, you know, it's nowhere in CNN, nowhere in MSNBC, not even on Fox, although they did put it on their website, and uh, they put, you know, um, we got it into Newsweek. But, you know, other than that, it's been all, you know, below mainstream media. You know, I was on uh, OAN uh, the other day, but it's been, you know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, if and when the judge issues an order, you know, I, I, I can't see how they can ignore it any longer. Yeah. But it's, it's really, I mean, what, the, what was said in that hearing was very, very, very shocking and, um, you know, uh, newsworthy by any um, stretch of, by any stretch of the definition or any, any any measure of the definition I can think of. Well, you're you're allowed, you're protected uh, with attorney-client privilege to email anybody that you might think now with revelation of new evidence and revelation of of destruction of evidence that you're allowed to then send them the links to these 
to this uh, web investigation to let them make the decision for themselves if they want to be a part of the class action suit. And oh, Debbie yeah. and Debbie Wasserman Schultz, that's discoverable. If you are har- harboring uh, fugitives, not fugitives, but you're harboring people with the skills of hacking, aiding and abetting. They 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 entrapped they entrapped their stepmother in their home. They ta- yeah. they hacked her phone. This is Daily Caller again. They hacked her phone. This they planted her own, her own This is Daily Caller again. This her, uh, Galani, the stepmother. Yeah. The stepmother um, she was threatened with kidnapping, and they threatened to kill kill her relatives. And so this is this is. Directly, the action of the people that you're asking the judge to all you have to do is discover their phone records, right? Right. And discover. Right. And no, dis- you're right. You know. You're right. You're right. But yeah. I know. I, you know. Everybody in our in our who's, who's following this lawsuit, and it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands, who are like you know glued to this right now. Um, they are you know so disturbed by Seth Rich's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. murder. It's chilling. And I, you know, I, I mean, I've been seeing you guys. On the, I mean, I saw your video where you went to the hospital. You know, and my wife was was, was uh, you know telling me uh, how she saw. I guess the video was something else about how he's you know I guess he's a Hungarian. Uh, doctor who owns the medical clinic where he died or something. Was that the place that you checked out? Yeah. So, so the way it works is at the bottom of the hill down in Howard are the donors, and then the middle part of the hill, um, uh, where the VA pays for all the infrastructure and trains all the doctors and, and provides all the operating rooms. And at the top of the hill, that's where your hearts end up. In the heart, at the top of the hill is the fortress, the private hospital. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, Jared, we'll be back in touch with you. I got it. You know, this is. By the way, guys, uh, this is where I'm coming in. Hang on. Um, because they're talking uh, Orvin uh, or Orvin organ uh, harvesting. Ah, that's the thing about storylines; they do connect. But I just want to keep it on DNC. Boom. For now. That'll work. Uh, George Webb, and it's like Batman and Robin. Literally like Batman. I'm sorry, Batman and Robin. I'm just. I don't know. I'm beside myself. It's like thinking, oh my God, somebody. There are so many cool people out there doing so many things. And, you know, when we started DC in, uh, let me see, 11? Yeah, six years ago. And we had the Abby Martins on, and the Lee Camps, and the Jason Burmas, and. And Jack Blood and, you know, Brad Friedman and, you know, just those semi-regulars and then whistleblowers like Bill Benning, by the way, back into it uh, with a revelation, according to Mr. NSA whistleblower Bill Benny, that, yes, um, there was a hack. Um, it was created by the NSA, and then they put the Russians' fingerprints on it and then spun it to a leaker. Basically, we're going to do it. We're going to blame it on them. We're going to make it look like they did it. And then then we're going to put that to a leak. And then, wapo, you know, Washington Post. <clears throat> so I think I'd prefer that we just, I think we need to leave the show. And I've saved, I've saved Jimmy. See, you remember, Jimmy's not exactly my leadoff hitter. But of everybody I've discovered recently, I have to admit, he's my favorite hitter. Does that make sense? 
Jimmy Dore. You know why? Because um, he's associated with the Young Turks. Yikes. Not not a big fan of the Young Turks. Yeah, I wonder what those rants were about earlier. Hmm. Hmm. Who knew? But I think Jimmy Dore was, I don't know, doing a pretty good job of uh, during his show and podcast and broadcast and all that stuff that if he's allowed to cover his own sh- um, uh, stories and it kind of, it's, the weird thing about the Seth Rich thing is he went forward with something based on what he saw on Fox News. Then he had to backpedal a little because of the propaganda being fed. And then and Jimmy's on it. That's all I'm going to say. Dude's on it. And he also understands, like people like I do, that half the battle isn't trying to, like, <laughs> you know, telling people what the truth is half the battle is fighting the ones that tell you what the truth is because once you once you knock down that fucking it, you know i picture it like the cold broadcast thingies that look like a you know like like with a sh- cheerleader would preach into them yeah and they a megaphone and it's like you know world war one and everything sounds like this and comes from a speaker and this is how you're indoctrinated into stuff yeah, but we we now know that's not it. We know it's the mainstream stuff. So, Jimmy Dore, um, I, can I say tears a new ass into, <laughs> or should I say Jimmy Dore rips a new door? <laughs> I like that one even better. This guy's got chops. Been doing stand up. His own material. He's got a good crew working for him. Um, don't know how connected they are to the Young Turks. Sometimes you get those branches that are uh, allowed to exist. I don't know. You know, it makes us kind of like, oh, yeah, well, if you think we're so anti, you know, lawsuit, well, look at Jimmy Dore, you know. But that branch has to exist way off the trunk because they still kind of want to be in bed with the DNC. It's simply a numbers game. We can get this many people and call them justice Democrats. Well, fuck you and your justice Democrats because we know you don't talk. Gee, who was everybody talking about today and and today? What is the central theme, kids? If anyone can do that, I'll let you go to a bathroom and play hockey puck with urinal discs. Anyone? Yes. The Young Turks. So this guy... I figured I'd kind of let you know that at least one of the guys over there is riffing. <laughs> this guy's good. This is a fun little ride. What is, I don't even know. How long does the show go? Let's check. Oh, baby, this is pure megacast. But then again, it's mostly their stuff. So uh, we'll let this go for a while, and uh, I'll be back to wrap up. And always remember to neuter or spay your pets. We'll be back after this commercial. No, we're not playing commercials. We're going right to Jimmy Dore. Ron Placone and uh, Media Matters. So you know the Washington Post, they're on a vengeance. They're, they're trying to uh, pretend that other people do fake news and not them. <laughs> so they're the biggest purveyor of fake news, the Washington Post. Just so you know. And uh, they, uh, their owner has a $600 million deal with the CIA, 
And they never disclose that when they're reporting on Syria, the war, WikiLeaks, the deep state, the DNC server, the hacking, the Russia. Not, they never disclose that they have a 600, the owner of their paper has a $600 million deal with the CI frickin' A. But people tell me I can't have a reporter on my show because they're pro-Assad. <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay. So here's some more bullshit from the Washington Post. Turns out, here's the, and they, they never disclose that when they write an article about the CIA or the WikiLeaks. or They never go, hey, by the way, we're in bed with the CIA to, to the tune of $600 million, three times what our paper's worth. They never do that. Jeff Bezos is a billion-dollar investor in Uber. When they write, write stories in the Post about Uber, they never disclose that, that the, owners, the paper's owner has a billion-dollar interest in Uber. They never disclose it. They never disclose it when they write about any of the tech stuff. that they, they And they should, and it's unethical, and that's why Washington Post is a shit stain of a newspaper who always beats the drum for war like they did to get us into Iraq. Just so you know, the Washington Post, a shit state of a fucking newspaper, and they always are lapdogs to power, which, in fact, right now, they are $600 million lapdogs to power. The deep state, they literally have a contract with the deep state. And you're going to get your news from the Washington Post and those motherfuckers, because right now they are being what they call the, the attack dog for the establishment. Okay, so they're trying to pretend that other people are doing fake news when the Washington Post is the worst purveyor of it. For instance, Media Matters caught him doing this. Uh, this is from Media Matters. It says, Washington Post didn't disclose that the writer who penned a positive piece about Trump's Saudi trip is paid by the frickin' Saudi government. And the Washington Post didn't tell you that. You tell me if that's fake news. You tell me if that is that fake news. Sounds like fucking fake news to me, doesn't it? They got a guy on the payroll of the Saudi Arabia is writing articles about Trump's trip to Saudi and they don't tell you about it. Sounds like a shit stain of a newspaper. But they do great work. They got Dave Weigel out there right now writing a series of attack articles for the establishment right now. Okay, because that was what the media is supposed to be is the guard dog. Right. They're supposed to be watchdogs and they watch the criminals, the corporations and the politicians and the criminals. And they are watchdog for the people. But what they have turned into now that we have six companies bringing us all our news and information. Now the news media has turned into the guard dog for the establishment. They always were. They've now, but now they've gone one step further. They're the attack dog for the establishment. That's how they attack Bernie Sanders. And now they're attacking anybody who pushes back against their CIA, WikiLeaks, Russia narrative. That's what's happening. Okay, just so you know. Look at this. So it's not just confined to that. They'll do it no matter what. They will mislead their readers all the time. That's the Washington Post shit stain of a newspaper because they like to lead us into war on lies. And they like to mislead their own. They get caught. Look, at they're getting caught. They got caught. So... Here's what it says. This guy, he, this guy, oh, by the way, Eric Hanoki is who wrote this. Uh, good job. Great catch by Eric. Good job. Uh, so this is the guy, Ed Rogers, right? He's a chairperson for the BGR group. Rogers is the chairman of the BGR group, a leading Washington, D.C. lobbying group. BGR is part of a vast network of American lobbying and public relations firms that work for the Saudi government. Okay. The Washington Post allowed contributor Ed Rogers to praise Donald Trump's trip to Saudi Arabia without disclosing 
that he's a lobbyist for the Saudi royal courts. The Post has repeatedly allowed Rogers to promote his lobbying client's interests without disclosure. So right now, the Washington Post has Dave Weigel writing a series of attack articles for... They're attacking anybody who questions the CIA narrative. And that's what they're doing. They've gone from being the watchdog to the guard dog of the establishment. Now they're the attack dog. And they're getting caught all over the place because everybody knows the Washington Post is fucking deep state bullshit in bed with the CIA to a tune of $600 million, and they never disclose it. And they didn't disclose this either. They don't disclose anything. The Post itself has reported on Roger's role in promoting Saudi interests. On April 2016, an April 2016 article stated that Rogers did not immediately return a request for comment about his lobbying work for the Saudi government and that, quote, Rogers is a contributor to the Washington Post's postpartisan blog. Only reason I'm coming in is, do you got to pee? Because I got to pee. So well, they know well, that there's a conflict hang on, of interest with this guy. Hang, and hang, they- come on, let me pause it. I'm pausing. Don't you, don't you hijack my show. If you got to pee, pause it right now. We'll be back in five seconds. You don't care. Rogers and BGR signed an agreement letter with the Saudi Royal Court on August 24, 2015 to provide public relations and media management services for the Center for Studies and Media Affairs at the Saudi Royal Court, which includes both traditional and social media forums. How much is that contract worth? 500 grand a year. Wow. How many hours? How much? What's that per hour? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they're not putting a lot of hours of work in. wow Rogers used his Washington Post space to write a May 16th piece praising Trump's then upcoming overseas trip as a good idea and an opportunity to begin a reset even if relief is only temporary he added that the American public responds positively to seeing their president meeting with world leaders reassuring them of our leadership abroad and coming to agreements of matter, matters on matters of global importance. Trump's meeting in Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the Vatican are opportune settings for this administration to make a bold statement to the world that the United States is stronger and more committed than ever to leading. That's what he wrote. And the Washington Post put that in their paper. And they didn't say this guy's in bed with the Saudi government. The Post column did not disclose that Saudi government has paid Rogers and his company. The piece was syndicated to the Plain Dealer, the Chicago Tribune, the Kansas City Star, according to a Nexus search. Editorial page editor. So the editorial page editor for the Post, his guy's name is Fred Hyatt. He disputed Media Matters criticism in an email stating the Post was the Post, meaning the Post that guy made the story that guy wrote was not about Saudi Arabia in any way, but was a very general look at the political implications of foreign travel. (laughs) I think 
There are, when you're fighting an information war or a media war and you look and you go, well, you know, what is success? Well, first is when they notice you at all. First, they ignore you. It's like the Gandhi thing, you know, and then they, they laugh at you. Then they, and you get to level three where they attack you. And what's happening now with a lot of these new media firms is they have their own niche they're going after, and they've got a good enough repercussion, uh, I'm sorry, not repercussion, but uh, what would you call it? Circular. Oh, brain fart, sorry. Where what they've put into that micro news cycle is now good, arguable, scientifically backed, maybe, uh, arguments. So what do they do? <laughs> It's like I said, they, they are always, they do two things. They'll attack who said anything, or they'll water down what was said. And, oh, yeah, so this was uh, about um, foreign travel. That's what we meant by the post. So, uh, Jimmy, I think he's going to take us home here. It's going to be a little while. I'll talk to you. And Washington Post calls, calls other people fake news. The Washington Post does. Hyatt told Media Matters in April that if Rogers lobbies for a specific client or specific issue and then writes about that specific client or issue, I think readers, quote, should be made aware. So he said that in April. The editor of The Post himself said that to to Media Matters that, yeah, if this guy writes a post specific to a client or a specific issue... They should be made aware. And the, he went on to say that I'm I'm confident Ed agrees. Ed, the guy who wrote the paper, the guy who's the lobbyist for this, I'm sure he agrees. Y'all agree, but you didn't do it. Media Matters has documented numerous instances over the years in which the Post failed to properly disclose Rogers' clients when a piece aligned with their lobbying interests. Just this one guy numerous times. They do that, by the way, every time they write a story about WikiLeaks, every time they write a story about Russia, every time they write a story about the war or the CIA, they're supposed to disclose that the owner of their paper has a $600 million deal with the deep state CIA, and they don't. The news is brought to you by, <laughs> yes, yes, we understand, yes, they, they stand to gain billions uh, in this war, yes, we understand, but they are a sponsor, and in we no way, of course, connected, other than bringing you the real truth and news, as also having the advertising dollar as, of course, our support mechanism, so we can keep bringing America the news. So what you got here is there's three levels. It's just pure independent media that doesn't give a fuck what you think. They just want the truth. They want to connect the dots. They want to, and you know, maybe it's the next generation. Then you got them all mixed in the middle. You got your Republicans and your independents and you got your uh, Presbyterians and... <laughs> Then you got your uh, uh, Republicans, and then you, you know, what's, uh, who's, who's next? I don't know. And then there's the, the afraid people that probably will never, ever change their viewpoint. Most of the time, they're older. A lot of times, they're not, but 
Um, so as you fight a battle, you would like to think that official sources at the Washington Post have told us would actually fucking mean anything, because we know it doesn't. We know you've been co-opted. $600 million from the CIA is, uh, yeah, but that's not going to change anything. It's like, he's like, uh, you know, it's like CIA's on the phone, sir. He's like, yeah, uh, we want to give you 600 million to fund you. Yes, we know you're only worth a third of that, but here's what we want to do. You're going to suck our asshole and anything we tell you to print, you will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Talking to you. Thanks. Right now, they got Dave Weigel out writing all these stories about how there's fake news other places. Being an attack dog for the establishment. Right now, the CIA in bed with owner of the paper has their reporters attack dogging for the establishment, defending the CIA. Defending the CIA's narrative. And attacking anybody who pushes back against the CIA's narrative. That's what they're doing right now. So media, and just look at this, media, this is just one guy. And Media Matters has documented numerous instances over the years in which the Post has failed to properly disclose Rogers' client. This, these disclosure failures include topics such as the environment, the military spending, and Wall Street. So there's your, where's your Washington Post, your, your paper of notes, of, of record. There they are. And you wonder why nobody knows what's happening in Syria. You wonder why the country doesn't know what the fuck is going on with Russia hack. Because it, they're, it, this is why. Because the Washington Post are a bunch of corporate dickhead liars who are in bed with the CIA. So you can't believe it. And they won't disclose it to you. If they didn't think it mattered, they would disclose it to you. It matters. That's why they don't disclose it to you. Because they're fucking liars and guard dogs for the establishment. That's what the Washington Post is. They've always been. They always will be. You think I'm kidding? Just remember that this is what the Washington Post had to say about the Iraq war. When they were beating the drum for war and marginalizing critics of the war, a war that the CIA wanted. Remember how they marginalized the critics of the war? They're doing the same thing now. If you mar- They're marginalizing the critics of the CIA, of the Syrian war, and of the establishment. Right now, that's what they're doing. Let's remember what they wrote about the Iraq war. It is hard to imagine. This is the Washington Post's editorial board. This isn't some jag-off in a blog. This is their editorial board. It is hard to... While a million people are in the streets protesting this illegal war, because regular people, even, even in an age of corporate media, knew the Iraq war was bullshit. Even then we knew it. But the Washington Post didn't know it. They knew it, and they didn't care. So here's what they said. It is hard to imagine how anyone could doubt that Iraq possesses weapons of mass destruction. That's the Washington Post editorial board. I knew it was bullshit. You knew it was bullshit. The million people in the street knew it was bullshit. Phil Donahue knew it was bullshit. They fired him at MSNBC. Anybody who goes against the war during a time of war gets fired. This is the Washington Post going right along. Lap dogs to power, just like Chomsky says. Let's, let's, there's more to that. 
It is hard to imagine how anyone could doubt that Iraq possesses weapons of mass destruction. Mr. Powell left no room to argue seriously that Iraq has accepted the Security Council's offer of a final opportunity to disarm. And Powell offered a powerful new case that Saddam, listen to this bullshit, that Saddam Hussein's regime is cooperating with the branch with a branch of the Al-Qaeda organization that is trying to acquire chemical weapons and stage attacks in Europe. A sixth grader knows that Saddam Hussein's a secularist and Al-Qaeda was religious and they hated each other. You know who didn't know? The Washington Post editorial board. I think they knew. And uh, they're try- and Al-Qaeda's trying to acquire chemical weapons in, uh, for attacks in Europe. You know, who sold, you know who provided chemical weapons to Europe? The United States. We provided the chemical weapons to Saddam Hussein. We did that. Did they mention that in the Washington Post editorial, that if he has chemical weapons, it's because we gave it to him? They don't mention that. You know why? Because this Washington Post is a shit stain of a newspaper that fucking leads their country into a war and no one gets fired. Remember, every time you read something in the Washington Post, that they are fucking bullshit establishment pushers. They are here to serve the plutocracy, and they are going to gaslight you at every turn. They don't even tell you their conflicts of interest. They don't tell you they have a $600 million fucking deal with the deep state. And then they fucking try to gaslight you by, oh, no, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. And they attack anybody who goes against their narrative. The Washington Post is a fucking shit stain of a newspaper. And right now they are an attack dog for the establishment and they are pushing the CIA narrative. Fucking A. And you wonder why people get their news from YouTube. That's what I'm saying right there. I am saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying fucking A. Jimmy Dore, I adore you. Jimmy Dore and the Adorables appearing. Um, I know a lot of the meat. What are we looking at? Let me look at the timer here before edit. Let me see. Oh, nice. Very good. Very good. I want to thank ahead of time the people that uh, provided most of the audio you heard today. These people uh, inspire me. They're fun, they're entertaining, they're up and coming, their audiences are growing, they're uniting, and that's the best part. It's always the best part, is when you can say to yourself, you know what, Uh, it's great to see these five people all doing a podcast together. Not that one of them wants to be, you know, I'm in charge. Just, can we use our minds, our investigative journalism, our outspokenness, and we put it all together, make a podcast, and then find each other. All this stuff's happening. It's happening in almost any category, but I'm, of course, paying attention to the Seth Rich narrative, which is attached to the DNC lawsuit narrative, which is attached to the, oh yeah, Russia did it narrative, which is, um, I think we got them with their pants down. It, it's very seldomly that you can get in an Iran-Contra or a Watergate. And we've got them with their pants down. They know it. They are fighting this. I encourage you to get curious about this subject matter. The more you know, the more change can take place. I get it. 
It's a party. It's blue-colored, and you're a blue person. Well, ask yourself, what, what's more important here? Really fixing things or just defending the colors? Think about it, okay? Talk to you next week. The mainstream media and certain activist groups would have you believe that all white police officers are racist thugs. But what if I told you this was the furthest thing from the truth? What if I told you crime brings police, not color? What if I told you a 30 second video does not tell a complete story of what really happened? If you really wanna hear a logical explanation of policing in this country, then listen to me Vincent Hill, Tuesdays on Beyond the Badge. Beyond the Badge can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.